What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. The stipulations for this Sunday's Cadet Lewis Park match are as follows. I forgot to tell you. I lie! Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Triple H! I'm not afraid of you! Now, you know what's the front? The front says chicks to a Christian school we had all of our videos that the AV department made was was only allowed to play Christian music sure not not even like classic rock or anything like that it had to be Christian music so anytime somebody wanted to do a video of someone doing something cool do you can you tell me what song they used now keep in mind I graduated in 05 okay so these, this is right around this time period what song was the cool, <laughs> the cool hardcore Christian song of 04. Meant to Live by Switchfoot. Bingo. We were meant to live for so much more. And then you've got a girl like slowly repelling down the side of the well, I guess let's get into the show, otherwise everyone will turn their back on us. I also can't wait to later get into Simon Dean, because... <laughs> Dude, that video, that video I sent you guys yesterday had me dying, like, well, the oh, content of it. it. Where'd you send it? Oh, look, okay, watch it real quick. It's real short. Watch that video I sent yesterday. Where is it? In our Facebook chat. Oh, the one where he's like, oh, there's your panties. Panties are showing. Yeah. <laughs> what a creepazoid. <laughs> Random fat check. Look, a panties. <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> a lot of it, JR. Look. Like, dude, he sounds like so second grade right there. Panties are showing. <laughs> Did you? Did you? Were you ever a fan of that '70s show? Uh, not really. Kind of. Well, you, you know the players. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's a bit where they they try to get this kid to do something for him, and Don is like, "Well, if you do it, I'll show you my bra strap." And he's like, uh, "Yes, okay." And then Eric's like, "Okay." So like everybody turns to look so she so uh, Donna can show everyone her bra strap. Reminds me of that. Peace, Jr. <laughs> 
if you take the Simon, if you let me take the Simon system, I'll show you my panties as I cross the barricade. <laughs> you could use those panties to fly across the. Dang! <laughs> On that note, welcome to the ruthless aggression podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Levi, wearing my big girl panties, sitting next to Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, hey man? Hey there, brothers. And of course, as always... Here. Oh, sorry, you were telling me how you were doing. Uh, no one was listening. So, how are you doing? I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> Move on. And of course, as always, to my left, it's that good old Jake Carr. It's Jake, he's back! better than ever in the booth how are you doing sir this i'm first of all i'm fantastic thank you um great great to be here i don't know if you can tell a difference but i am in the brand new uh red arrow north studios where i actually have something of a realistic repeatable setup with my own stuff on it so i uh i'm feeling i'm feeling good i even have a camera set up looking at my my beautiful mug if we ever made this a video thing oh my gosh uh, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. See, we're good to go. But my I'm ish- ready to, dis- to discuss a actually surprisingly decent pay per view here. I think we were owed one, man. It's been a rough year. For real. Yeah. And by rough year, we've been covering 04 for two years now. So it's been <laughs> rough two years. It's the longest. <laughs> we've been covering it for two years because of how bad it is. It's it's pretty dang bad. Um, but oh my gosh, the end is near. But that's not that show today. We're talking about Survivor Series 2004. And of course, this event took place November 14th, 2004 in Cleveland, Ohio at the Gund Arena, now known as Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which was then home of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Jake, is that still their home? I believe so. Yeah, I believe they still play there in Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Is what uh, if that's what you said? That's where they play. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't keep up with the basketball, but they're playing basketball. We have an attendance tonight of seventy five hundred with a capacity of seventy five hundred. Yeah, they're pretty loud for a ruthless aggression. O four wrestling. Or fake fights. Yeah, I went there. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Bunch of carnies. <laughs> um, with a capacity, though, of 19,432, it is a little empty, but we got a raucous crowd. And we are definitely up in the buy rate area. We had about 170,000 for Taboo Tuesday, but we got 325,000 buys on pay per view. Our theme song tonight is Ugly by the Exes. Sure is. What'd you guys think about this song? I personally loved it, and I thought it was uh, a welcome change from the lack of good music in the pay-per-view this year. <laughs> a welcome change to good music in the pay-per-view. Wait, let's, let me unwrap that. It's a welcome change to having good music. Oh, did I say that backwards? The music this year has been horrendous. So yeah. I'm glad to have a good, n- decent new metal song. It wasn't it? Wasn't bad. It, I, there's a certain point where, like, if it's not Limp Biscuit or like Linkin Park, all new metal just kind of sounds like to me. Sure, but uh, I wouldn't say it was good or bad. I would say it's 
Ugly. <laughs> Up. The Xies. I think this is their only hit. All my all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> I, I liked it. It was rock and or roll. <laughs> Are you like me, kids? Do you like the rock and roll? I don't know. I, I guess I'll take it over what we've had, but it, it hasn't been as good as themes in the past. But then again, it's 2004. and can't expect too much. Man, I, I figured this year would have been like every show was like this new metal brooding song, and every like every show just had a good vibe to it. But that just has not been the case. I don't know, maybe they're just cutting back on the licensed music. Maybe they were waiting till the uh, presidential election was over, and they could. Uh, I, I don't know. Never <laughs> would <laughs> do what? Yeah, that download from LimeWire. What if what if John Kerry didn't like new metal? They want to offend him, I guess. I don't know. I don't I'm pretty sure John Kerry didn't like new metal or he invented new metal. George George W loved that rock and roll. George W was a big big fan of saliva. <laughs> I, I love saliva. I, I like that song click click boom reminds me of a, a Winchester pistol. It reminds me of their OBGYNs giving out their love. <laughs> what? What? Y- y- y'all don't remember that famous quote from George W? No. Yeah, he said. <laughs> we got an issue in America. Too many good docs are getting out of business. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country. Yeah, we we went into the the area and and made Saddam Hussein stop sodomizing the region. <laughs> yeah, he said he was like saying, and so. The workers can continue to work, and the construction can do construction, and the OBGYNs can give their love. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. All right. You just had to have been there, man. Uh, we are sponsored tonight by Xbox. Oh, Woo. yeah. Guys, you got any fun Xbox memories from back in the day? Uh, thinking it was really cool looking, but really expensive, and uh, it was fun because it had Halo. First time I ever played one was at Circuit City. Ooh. And uh, I remember I was like, I remember reading. Um, I was big into Electronic Gaming Monthly, mm. and I I had this. I, it came out like I was in an airport, um, and like I would always get a magazine from the stand, and it was like. Electronic Gaming Monthly compares the Xbox, the PlayStation 2, and the Nintendo GameCube. And it had it look like Robot Wars, and like it had the three of them fighting. I remember it vividly. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like, talked about how, how much better and, and how basically the GameCube was the third best system in the, in the generation. I was like, yeah, I can't wait to get a GameCube. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, man, there was something great about all of them. I didn't realize I just had like... Really, the best one in PlayStation 2. Like, I, I didn't really realize mm-hmm. how good I had it because, you know, grass mm-hmm. is always greener. You know, I had an N64, so I, too, like, really coveted a GameCube. But I really loved the idea of having your music on your console to use in games. And so... Yeah, that was pretty I, cool. I always wanted an Xbox for that reason. Like, when I'd go to the, to the video store to rent mm-hmm. a game, I would always turn it around and look for that highlighted custom soundtracks to see if I could use my music in the game. So, yeah, oh, man, that takes me back to Tiger Woods Golf and I had an and like 
the guy I got the Xbox from had put a bunch of Outcast on there. So like every time <laughs> I boot up Tiger Woods Golf, it'd be like Outcast and Golf. So I always like I associate Tiger Woods Golf and Outcast together. It's funny. <laughs> Goodness, yeah. Now I'm remembering. Crap, yeah. I just remember the CD burning thing was the coolest thing. Just ripping your music on the system and just playing it whenever. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. That's it's also why I associate uh, Madden 07 with um you know um mainstream music has uh now that's what i call music christian music had something called <laughs> wow <laughs> I, I knew it was coming as soon as you said it. And wow so, so imagine just booting up madden and it goes <laughs> it goes like immediately like like i think the song was called out here all night one time and it's like and it stops and goes I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my experience with it, but I loved it. I mean, it was at the end of the day, it was music Do I like listening to. Rock, but you also want to love Jesus. Wow! Listen to Faith Plus One. I also uh, had WrestleMania 21 for the Xbox, and uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. And uh, I have a I have a soft spot for that game. It does suck, but I have a soft spot for it. Kind of like WWE. I'm just attitude. imagine. I'm trying to imagine you playing a wrestling video game while the Gaither family choir is <laughs> in the background. Now, ironically enough, I didn't get into Gaither until the past three years. As weird as that sounds, but um, <laughs> you know, you David Phelps. That. Shout out David Phelps. He's my boy. Um, but I just want to say uh, I created the Nutty Professor in that game and it came out to it came out to what's love by fat joe <laughs> what's love got to do got to do worth it <laughs> For 17 years, November has been a showcase for the true nature of Men at Odds. Featuring a series that tests the will and pushes the thresholds of all who partake. It is where the frailty of the human condition fades and a raw animal instinct emerges. Many have battled to persevere most have failed and as history reminds us trust is nothing but a five letter word so tonight once again the vicious fight for survival begins
WWE Survivor Series. I really liked it. I, <laughs> what can I say? I'm a guy for opening packages. Or parcels, as they're called. But no, it, it opened alluding to the past history of Survivor Series. You know, fast-forwarding to the then-modern day. I'm I'm just so happy to have that new metal song, man. Uh, I think it ties it all with a nice bow. It got me excited. What would you guys think? Yeah, new metal gets you hype, and I kind of felt the same way. Like, as soon as it kicked to the modern footage, I was like, Haha, yeah, this is why I'm here. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, they they kind of made you focus on what the main story was, the, the whole Orton versus H thing, and they tied it in nicely. I, I liked when they brought it up, brought up the opening thing. It was like, yeah, November 17th, 1987. I'm like, oh, man, that's... that. Like for me, that was like, oh, it brings back all sorts of memories. So yeah, I thought it was really nice. And now Xbox presents Survivor Series. <laughs> so cue the pyro. We got a big, juicy, nice set. Kyle, can you describe mm-hmm. the set to our listeners? Uh yeah, it's it's a very unique set because I'm guessing there this is like on a in like a basketball stadium. So uh, there's no like big ramp or anything. It's all flat on the ground. At the very bottom, there's just like a big long kind of like LED board with just you know Survivor Series 2004. But it has these big panels kind of above it that kind of keeps somewhat rotating, and uh, they're like projecting the kind of comic book art they use in the poster for it. And then in the center above is a is a Tron with the kind of Survivor Series O brackets that they kind of use in their logo this time. It's a pretty good set, real big, real cool. Mm. I, I I I didn't like it. It looked what? like they got some it looked like they got some whiteboards from Cleveland State and they hung them from the ceiling and they couldn't figure out how to anchor them properly, so they kept waving back and forth. It was distracting as hell. It looked, it looked, boy, it looked like the guys had to walk around it every time they came out. And then there's just like a little tiny Tron along the bottom that just keeps saying Survivor Series. I, no, I've, I've seen a lot better. I mean, that's fair to say it's distracting, yeah. but I, I, I liked it. I liked the comic book feel of it. Uh, I thought the designs kind of like made it better than it was. I will say that the, the they made the most of it. I'll give them. I'll give them that. But it didn't look like they tried very hard. Certainly not most elaborate. But I don't know. There, there's something about it. I like it. Maybe it's just the simplicity. I'm a, I'm a sugar simplicity. <laughs> Normally I am too. I like the. Well, excuse me. I don't like how the nameplate moved to the right every time. That I I thought that was a little distracting. I would have liked to seen it like either pulsate or like just stay still. But you would have liked to see a pulse. Oh, I knew I couldn't I get away know, with that. that. that was like, <laughs> now that you mentioned it, that was the one thing about the opening package that kind of bothered me was when it showed the Survivor Series logo. It kept like really, really like flashing and twitching around. I'm guessing it was some kind of like, oh, cool, it's all, ugh, it's the year 2004, it's cool. But I don't know, it was really freaking bad. Is there anything cool about the year 2004? Um, uh, the thought of San Andreas it. came out. Oh man, my senior, yes, I was in my senior year. Came out in October. I actually stole a demo disc of that at Walmart. 
Dude, you're no evil. Kidding. You know you how the buying Bible games. Like, <laughs> you know how the video game magazines used to have the the demo disc inside. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I had stole it out of that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah, but uh, that that demo was fun, and then I got it for Christmas that year. So I'm like, I don't need to steal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I stole like, one disc. I'm good. I get what I get. And you don't throw a fit. I think I included a uh, an ad for GTA San Andreas in the last episode. That would make sense. But those used to be like, wow, amazing. What can you do in this game? And then like that game was just amazing. If I might, if if I may go off on a small tangent here. Um, oh sure. Gosh, that's one of the best games ever made. So. So is your mom. Hey. Ooh. So I gotta get props. Gotta get props to 04 for that. So th- thank you for bringing that to my attention, Kyle. Uh, I will say though, uh, I'm still always a Vice City man. I like it better. But you, you like Vice City say. better? Yeah, I do. Wow. Especially, especially in retrospect. Honestly, I got back. I played the trilogy like a year or two back, and honestly, San Andreas is kind of clunky now. So wow, all the, man. All the RPG mechanics don't age too well, in my opinion. But you know what? We're here for the rashling, folks. Oh man. Well. Thing. Yeah, we'll have to pick up that conversation later. But anyway, first match. takes on Rey Mysterio and Chapo Guerrero. And guess what? Billy Kidman's there too. Ah! Uh, uh. <laughs> on the October 7th SmackDown, Billy Kidman gave Miss Jackie a BK bomb. Breaking bomb. Ooh. After she stopped him from... I think from every single time I can't... I, he's like, have it your way with a BK bomb. Whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> I was drinking coffee. That was not cool. <laughs> when will we ever get to do that again? <laughs> chicken, chicken, chicken. I don't know. We could just talk about Eugene and just whopper, whopper, whopper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Happy K. Happy birthday. <laughs> anyway. He's not a kid, man. So he hits a a, um, a Burger King bomb <laughs> after she stopped him from hitting a shooting star press on Charlie Haas. You know, he was going to hit what? her. Yeah, I know. Uh, Charlie Haas the has people been... People want to see the shooting star press. Well, that's what, that's what you think in your malicious, uh, violent, bloodthirsty mind, but... Uh, you know, he was going to hit her, Miss Jackie, with a shooting star press, uh, but he changed his mind. So that's kind of the story on Billy Kidman going into here. He's he's kind of bloodthirsty in a weird way, but he's not uh, because he's like, I'm not going to do what you people want. It's almost like he's Kane in 03, but uh, I guess more handsome 
and less demented. Minus the everything. Yeah, and, and plus <laughs> the talent. Ooh. Minus the acting chops. I I don't know. <laughs> Minus Kane doesn't have acting guy. chops either. No. Does he? Really. Does he? Is that a fair criticism? Is Kane well, a good he, actor? He did manage to run for Congress. Or oh dang! Or dang. He was like <laughs> the the more robust the Kane character became, like the more he had to actually act as opposed to just have a presence. And that's when he started to suck more. Uh, all right, that's fair. Because when he was just like, suck it. Like, that was cool. <laughs> yep. Chavo Guerrero returns to SmackDown on the October 21st, 2004 edition of SmackDown. 56 days after an injury, he suffered at the hands of Billy Kidman, where kind of all this began. So Chavo, he, he's coming back as a baby face here, ironically enough. He thanks the fans who seemed confused because, they, you know, you want to boo Chavo. He was a bad guy when he got injured and... It's only been 56 days. So Billy Kidman comes out to speak. He speaks on behalf of Chavo while he's there. And he says there's no hard feelings between the two. But Chavo doesn't reciprocate those sentiments. And he unloads on Kidman. So Chavo, Chavo is a baby face here. Just in case you All guys right. didn't know that. Ooh, Chavo. So Ray actually gets kicked off of Team Eddie for the Survivor Series match when Teddy Long repurposes him for the Fatal 4-Way Cruiserweight match. I think we've talked about Spike being the boss already. I, I'm, I'm not actually sure. But Spike's been the boss. What can I say? He's, he's leading the big fat Dudley boys around, and he's making them do his bidding. So he's all right in my book. So he's here to defend his title without the Dudleys, actually. So can Spike do it on his own? I guess we'll find out. No, nope, show's over. Goodbye, everybody. Stay ruthless. We begin with all the men duking it out. Kidman and Spike double-team Chavo until Kidman drops Spike with a beautiful dropkick. Kicked him right in his freaking face. Mysterio with a face buster on Kidman, and he sends Kidman over the top to the floor. Ray and Chavo do a series of near falls. Spike nails Ray from behind with a forearm shot to the back. With the Ray on the apron, Spike hits a knee to the face to knock him down. We get a double clothesline spot by Spike and Chavo, and it knocks both of them down. And with Kidman on the apron, Ray Mysterio hits a huge hurricanrana off the top rope down to the floor. Man, that was that amazing. Was, that was tasty. That was tasty. And the crowd popped huge for it, man. You know, Taz, he claims Ray hasn't pulled that off since ECW. And you hear him say that, and you're like, uh, that does not sound accurate. And I think Michael Cole questioned him on it. He's like, I haven't seen that since ECW. <laughs> that's like, little, you don't watch a lot of wrestling, do you, Taz? <laughs> that's his clarifier. <laughs> so Chavo launches Ray over the top to take out Kid Man on the floor. Chavo hits a plancha over the top to knock down Ray and Kidman. Spike misses a plancha outside the ring. While Spike is driving Ray into the steel steps, we get Chavo hitting Billy. With a spagingo! Oh, Billy! <laughs> Spike with an atomic drop on Chavo as well as a clothesline. Spike sends Mysterio stomach first under the bottom rope, which honestly Spike. to me... It looked unconvincing. It looked like Ray was doing all the work. So, 
there's that. But it was powerful and loud, so... I, you know, it's it's one of those moves that, that Ray does every once in a while, and it always it always looks good when he does it. Um, but just, you know, try not to try not to think about it too much, and it looks cool. I mean, I guess that could be said of all wrestling. Fair. We get a Tower of Doom spot as Kidman does an electric chair to Chavo, who does a superplex on Spike. That was cool. I usually dislike that spot only because it's done too much today. But back then, I was like, hmm, that's good. And it made sense. Like, it happened really quickly. It didn't, like, the problem with the move these days is that it takes forever to set up. But these guys were just into it real fast. And they hit it, they hit it like a move of opportunity, not, not a choreographed spot. Man, we're you know we're getting into the fifth year of the podcast, and uh, oh crap! I just realized I've been talking and my mic was muted. <laughs> I was wondering where you were. Yeah, I was, I was just like, like well, I, I guess was... I guess Levi and I will handle the, the talking here. I was just like, damn, Jake, let me talk. And I was like, oh wait, shit, I'm muted. <laughs> okay, well, catch us up to speed. What do you think? No, I was gonna say I, I like that the the spot, um, and just commenting on like the modern day take on it. My problem with the modern day one is. People like this one worked because it was just three guys. It felt like opportunity. Whereas today I see it a lot with like, it's like five or six people doing yeah. it in the corner. And it's like, at that point, it's like, just let go. You know, you can, oh, no, you can tell everybody is trying to be super safe and like seven guys run over and everybody's like, okay, everybody ready? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. One more time. Everybody's, Everybody's eating limes. <laughs> Everybody oh, fractured their spine. Oh my god! In the Indies. Spine of Bifida. <laughs> Booking goes. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. for the Yeah, we have one Spagingo, so... <laughs> <laughs> that gets an extra ding. Let's just, can we... Producer, can we get a ding in there? Thank you, we'll sir. ding it. Thank you. Thank you. We have a producer and everything. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Pr- producer. We're at the Ruthless Pod Studios here in Oakland, <laughs> California. <laughs> Oakland? You know, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That's how you know we're hardcore. That's no, it's more know. like Quahog. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to you live on WNBC. <laughs> That's um, the women's NBC. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so where was I? Okay, <clears throat> Mysterio he gets back in the ring with a boot to Kidman, but Kidman responds with his patented whopper gut bomb. Kidman sets up for the shooting star press, but Chavo <gasps> shoves Kidman to the floor. Spike knocks Chavo out of the ring, and Spike he's really firing up here with a running headbutt to raise ribs. Mysterio countered the Dudley dog and nails a 619 on Spike. Kidman blocks Ray's attempt to follow up by pulling him by his pant leg to the ground. I thought that was kind of cool. Just snatches him. That was cool. Snatched him up. Chavo hits the gory bomb on Spike for two as Kidman makes the save with a slingshot leg drop to the back of the head of Chavo. That was nice. That was... That was really crisp. I was sitting there watching him, too. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is he going to get it in time? Of course he is, but is he? And he did. He did. So Ray, he takes out Kidman with a head scissors to the outside. 
Spike covers Chavo for the win in the nine minute, nine second mark. Uh, and I got to say, I'll go first here. Thumbs up. And it's the first time in a long time I wasn't frantically looking at the timestamps to see how much time was left. Fun little match. What do you guys think? Definitely. So it, it was very, very refreshing to have an opener. And it's like, wow, this is just this is just good. Nice. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, a lot of fun moves, a lot of fun times. I don't know what it's just to say it about it, but uh, thumbs up for me. When you look at everybody involved in this match, like even even Spike Dudley, like I, I'm tired of him, but that doesn't mean I don't think he's good. Everyone was in their spots at the right time. It never felt, you know how, how multi-man matches these days feel like, okay, these people get thrown out of the ring and these two people fight and then someone gets their face kicked and they roll out of the ring and someone else rolls in and then these people fight for a few minutes. Then that guy gets thrown out and another guy comes in. Yeah, so it didn't, have that feel like there were certainly times when guys got thrown out of the ring but things were happening organically i really like this match i i uh i give it a, a nice little thumbs up oh yeah you know i i should have mentioned that at the beginning is that from the beginning of the match they were just going at it there was no throwing everyone out of the ring and two guys fight uh they were yeah. all you know fighting one another so I liked that. And one thing one thing that they were they were talking about during the match a lot on commentary was that how Spike Dudley only had a twenty five percent chance of winning. But you know, when you when you look at the other guys in the match, you know, and compare them, you can see that all men are not compared to be equal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I see where this is going. <laughs> you see, normally when you go one on one with another wrestler, you have a fifty fifty chance at winning. At best. R.I.P. to uh, Billy Kidman's hip. Oof. More like Billy Hipman. Ooh. What happened to his hip? Just landed hard. It hurt. looked like it hurt. What what spot Splat. are you talking about? The one where you get splatted on the floor by old Raymond Stereo. Like the head scissors to the floor? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess I wasn't paying too much attention. It's okay, Levi. I'm used to it from you. <laughs> oh, <dang>. Kyle's <laughs> here for the details, Ooh. man. Ooh. Yeah, hey, at least I guess. Your mic's on. Ooh, yeah. Hey. Who muted Kyle's mic? Who pooted? <laughs> Who <She> muted? <laughs> <laughs> Who muted? Whopper, 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 Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, Flame Grill, Taste with Perfect Toppers, I will, I will, I will this day. Lettuce, mayo, pickle, ketchup, it's okay if I don't want that, it's possible, oh, big, yeah, Whopper, any Whopper, my way, Whopper, my way, Whopper, 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 Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, Flame Grill, Taste with We cut backstage to Hayden, Hayden Ruth, Hayden. What a horrible name. <laughs> What a horrible character. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, no, no, like Heidenreich for all of his terribleness gets a pass for what is about to happen later on tonight with him and Snitsky. Oh, it gosh. Is the greatest moment of anything I've ever seen on wrestling television. <laughs> so, Wait like, he's, Heidenreich is cool for this pay per view as far as I'm concerned. Dang, that's your top moment ever. 
That's that's saying something. Oh no, but it was I I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. It got me too, man. Uh, people have talked about it through the years, but actually seeing it and reviewing it was another thing. <laughs> what a match! No, no, I want to know who is the man. Hayden Wright. Whose world is this? Hayden Wright. Who stands in your way? The Undertaker. Who goes? Down tonight. The Undertaker. Keep that in mind. I'm gonna get your jacket. I'll be right back. Come back with my jacket. Put it right. I like your poetry. What you do to babies? <laughs> I'll see you later. I'll see you soon, Snitsky. We have Heidenreich and Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman says, "I'm." Is <laughs> 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 this part is so stupid? Uh, uh, he says, I'm going to get your jacket. <laughs> yeah. And Heinrich says, Okay, please, my jacket. He's <laughs> just oh. repeating everything. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. So Heinrich has to wear a straight jacket, as ordered by Teddy Long, because this dude, this mofo went to the audience and started attacking fans. <gasps> By God, no! I know it's it's what we all want to do in SmackDown versus Raw, but uh, the programming won't allow. I could have sworn though, in SmackDown, just bring it. I clotheslined a fan like <laughs> that looked like a cardboard cutout, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> what? It didn't happen. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, Paul goes to get uh, Heidenreich's jacket when Snitsky approaches him by mm-hmm. screaming his name Heidenreich <laughs> so <laughs> Snitsky and Heidenreich are very close to kissing I, this is, like, this very... is where, that, I thought this was later this is the moment yeah I did too and I'm like oh shoot here it is uh, Heidenreich's chin touches Snitsky's goatee several times <laughs> And Snitsky says, I like your poetry. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even the best line. And Heidenreich replies, I like what you do to babies. I like what you do to babies. Allegedly. (laughs) Yes, don't forget the breathing. Don't forget the breathing. They just growl at each other for like 30 seconds. God, I know. I I had to turn away personally. (laughs) This was like tension. It was so freaking weird. It's like, just kiss each other already. What are you doing? For real? They, they did late off camera. Holy cow. <laughs> that's how Brian Cage was made. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. <laughs> the roid, roidy byproduct of Heidenreich <laughs> and Snitsky. Emphasis. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, so Snitsky says very loudly, I'll see you later. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'll see you later, Snitsky. <laughs> <laughs> I think Heidenreich responded after that, yeah, I'll see you soon. 
Yeah, that's a. I'll see you soon. Oh gosh, just make out or something. Like, damn, Jack. <laughs> this straight jacket. Oh, this is hysterical. Oh my gosh, both dudes, both dudes are crazy. But this, this might be who, who, who had the idea to put these two on camera at the same time and then have Paul leave. Next match is a WWE Intercontinental title match as Shelton Benjamin takes on Christian. With old Tass and Tomko Bashai. Take it away, Jake. So, um, well, it's important to mention, I should say, uh, I'll get into this a little bit more later, but everything that happened on Raw for this pay-per-view happened basically because Eric Bischoff was like, Yeah, I'm tired of doing my job. I'm gonna let everybody else make the decisions. And so, like, screw you guys. I'm going home. Uh, screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah, let's see. I have the quote here. I wrote it down. Where is it? We're vamping. We're vamping. He's like, so if anyone thinks they can do a better job of running Monday Night Raw than Eric Bischoff, fine. Because tonight, for the first time, I'm gonna give myself the night off and eat a hot dog. Tonight, <laughs> the inmates are running the asylum. All right, so Shelty B and Christian um, get into it because hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. His name is Young Shelton, okay? Oh, Young <laughs> Young Shelty B. Bazinga! <laughs> he has a, a nice little match with Chris Jericho, who puts him over and shakes his hand. Oh, hello! And uh, and then out of nowhere, Christian shows up and just lays waste to the Intercontinental Champion. Um, it's a really good story. We have a dastardly heel who's making the champion go through all these hoops just to get revenge, fighting his, his problem solvers. Uh, it's not often you can have a white meat baby face fight from underneath against a challenger and have it work in this environment. I, I think it's actually surprisingly good for, for this time period. It's really weird. Like Edge is involved in everything for some reason at this point in at Raw. And Christian's having a match with Hurricane Helms, and Edge is up there just doing commentary. He's like, hey, everybody, check it out. It's my new music. It's Alter Bridge. Yeah, that's Alter's Day. It's, I mean, it's a famous song, but, like, it's just in the middle of a, it's in the middle of a match. It's like, well, more than you, anything, Edge is being a dastardly hill to promote his new book, On Edge. I forget about... Uh, you see, I forget about that, that little tie-in because of Christian. Chris so, anyway... Shelty B runs back down to get to get revenge, but guess what? Guess who's back? No. The big sweaty leather daddy. <laughs> it's Viscera. <laughs> and Viscera. Beep, 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 beep. And Viscera goes to kill Shelton Benjamin, right? No. Nobody expects Viscera. Nobody expects Viscera. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm watching, I'm watching because you know we, we make enough viscera jokes and I'm like, oh, who's this gonna be? I was like, no freaking way. Of course it's viscera. <laughs> and so of course there's gonna be a, a match later on in the night. 
It hits, uh, and, you know, Viscera does the classic big man stuff, hits him with the old dick twist, and then uh, <laughs> Shelton starts starts winning, um, but uh, goes for the, the T-bone suplex. Viscera has a little too too much fat on that steak to get a suplex, uh, to get a T-bone there. It's too Splat number two. And that's I think that's why Shelton decided to try something else, is he's like, I'm tired of landing under Viscera. Um, but against all odds, he gets out from under Viscera, like pokes him in the in the weird eyeballs, uh, wins the match, and then gets a tasty T-bone on Christian. Um, so if one weird guy doesn't work, we'll try another weird guy. The next week, your boy faces everyone's favorite creator wrestler, Tyson Tomko, <laughs> um, and every and he wins again. Everything's going wrong for Christian. Uh, another big ugly boy loses to Shelton Benjamin, and uh, yeah, just can't. Christian's just not able to to get one over. It, it seems like everything he tries, and and here we are. Here we are. Try as he might. I miss the the biggest thing that um that uh, that I took away from this story is that you know Viscera he injured Shelton's ribs, and it got me thinking. Viscera often makes interference as it pertains to ribs, don't you think? Ooh, that's Ooh. really funny. Barbecue. Yeah. You got to cut the you got to cut the uh, the white part off the back. Right. Exactly. I mean, he doesn't, but yeah, <laughs> he just licks it all up. Watch <laughs> the slime. I put the sauce on it. So thank but you yeah, for that. The the funny thing is, like as much as much work as uh, Viscera did on Shelton Benjamin's ribs um, on the Go Home Show, absolutely no mention of it during this match. Shelton Benjamin's fresh as a daisy. Like nothing, nothing hurt him. Apparently, ain't no stopping him. No, no. Well, thank you for that breakdown, Jake. I appreciate that. Um, the Jake down. <laughs> the Jake. Jake the walls down. Why two Jake? Jake down the walls. So to start here, Jr. kept talking about how pure huh, of an athlete oh. Shelton Benjamin is. Mm-hmm. And Jerry and Jr. are actually getting into an argument on if Shelton is the purest athlete in the stadium. Or These two are on another level in this in this match. Oh my gosh, the chemistry's off the charts, but nowhere near <laughs> as it was with Heidenreich and Snitsky. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't gonna kiss like that, but I don't know. They've been working together for a while. They might have shared a smooch. Hmm, maybe or huh. some chocolate cake. Huh. Definitely. Well, actually, I think Jerry's all like, "I'm a teetotaler." Uh, no drugs or alcohol for me. <laughs> Only underage girls. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he went there, folks. Ooh, what's the question? <laughs> uh, Jerry is adamant that that's a false claim of him being the pure athlete, as Jeff Garcia, then QB of the Cleveland Browns, was there. And LeBron might be there. <laughs> And I, th- I think Jim Ross took a shot at the Browns. He's like, well, they've been struggling for a long time, as it is. You know, Brown is a <laughs> he color. He took a couple shots at the Browns. He was like, they need a lot of help over there, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, uh, in the lead-up to this this show, they were in um, they were in Austin, Texas, you know, with the big girl in the uh, panties. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Jerry Lawler actually got the crowd to, uh, like, Chant against Dude, oh you sucks chant. Yes, and JR's like five in a row, five in a row. <laughs> he got so mad. That was totally a Vince thing, you gotta think. Yeah. Hey, get a man show. 
anytime the show stops to like poke fun at JR, I'm just like, Vince is behind this. I just know it. We've stopped for this. Anyway, shoulder tackle by Shelton Benjamin knocks down Christian. When Christian thought he sent Shelton Benjamin over the top to the floor, Benjamin comes, he uh, skins the cat. He does a springboard blockbuster to Christian. I thought that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, every time I see him in this year, he has been like, he's like my MVP, man, honestly. Yeah. He has been good. Every time we see him, he just gets a little bit better and better. And I get so angry. Like, what could have been? Like, Mm -hmm. he's been consistent wrestling through the years. Like, he hasn't stopped. Like, there was was a solid career. Out of the four out of the OVW, you know, John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar, uh, and Shelton. Shelton should have been just as big. I mean, I understand, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he was never going to get that kind of star power, but I think he had a world championship in him, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Was he even I mean, ECW champion? I think he was. Because I, I know he know. was on ECW. I don't think he was even ECW champion. That's a shame. No, he should I mean, Vince McMahon was ECW champion. Some Cri- would say the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Do-rag Vince. Uh, Christian was an ECW champion as well. So mm-hmm. uh, there's that. Maybe Tomko was too. Was Tomko TNA champion? <laughs> Tomco, no, but uh, um, Trish was Trish Stratus. Heck yeah, brother! <laughs> we get a monkey flip by Christian. Uh, Benjamin lands on his feet though, and he gets a pinfall. Only good for two. Speaking of monkey flip, this reminds me. At some point in the match, Jim Ross just says that Christian just reminds him of just like a. A blonde-headed orangutan or something. It's his hair, man. Like his hair is a little too long, so it it well, he's, he has styled it, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's like the uh, the the sides are poking out too much. That's crazy. It's like Christian, cut your hair, man. Yeah, cut your hair in two thousand four, Christian. <laughs> but honestly, at this point, I mean, Christian has less than a year left there. Uh, until he goes to TNA. So, I don't know. Maybe he's just not caring as much. But that that's kind of hard for me to believe. Um, I mean, you're getting stuck with Tyson Tomko. I mean, how could you not care? Well, they were good friends, to be fair. <laughs> and he follows Christian to TNA. So, in the interest of fairness. I mean, hey, where, where's, where are my Christian coalition at? Huh? Huh? <laughs> You guys, you guys weren't in the Christian coalition with with Christian, Tomko, and AJ Styles. I, Are I you was not about a TNA, TNA again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be man. I'll be fair to you. I've heard a lot of people say that that run is actually good, but I, I couldn't get into TNA at the time. I understand. I'll be fair like, to you. I'll I was like, where's TNA's my jeans? <laughs> oh, hey, since we're talking about TNA, real quick, I just want to... We're not talking about TNA. We're, 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 not, we're not, we're not, but what I'm saying is I, I want to send my condolences to the friends and family of Don West. Uh, you know, whether you like TNA or not, Don West was the voice of TNA. And I always thought, you know, despite what people said about, you know, TNA, L- TNA, LOL, the commentary, this, that, Don West brought an energy... On, that no one modern day is capable of replicating. Uh, so yeah. uh, I was bummed when I heard the news. Don West, uh, RIP. I mean, I know you guys didn't watch TNA, 
But um, no, but, you got uh, any kind words I'll, to share? I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, while we're on the topic of people dying, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Jay Briscoe. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a lot of loss has come recently mm-hmm. in the wrestling world. Jay Briscoe as well. I, I regret not watching any of their matches, uh, so I feel like I don't have much to say, but all I ever yeah. saw was critical acclaim from the Briscoes. Oh, yes. And it, it's a shame. I want to say it's a shame that Warner Media did not allow for a dedication show. That's just horrific, you know, considering uh, their issues with the Briscoes have been, you know, ratified for years, or rectified, rather. Um, and I just thought it was a shame. Um so but yeah. I mean we can do it on our little show. That's cool. Uh but yeah, RIP to 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 Jay Briscoe as well. Yeah. Uh, I will say I, I was never a huge teen A guy, but you know, it's not to say I didn't, but the one thing I will say is I did always like TNA commentary. I thought Mike Tenay and Don West were really really good together. And uh as far as Jay Briscoe goes, you know, I was a big fan of the Briscoes and the uh more recent Ring of Honor years I watched and they brought a real raw intensity that uh, certainly will be missed. Reach for the sky, boy. Yeah, I remember watching their uh, their promos on YouTube. Um, gosh, I want to say like against Matt Hardy, maybe the mm-hmm. Hardys, and they were <laughs> like at a barn, and I was like, "Wow, this is <laughs> yes. this is funny and entertaining. I I like this." But I never got around to watching their matches, and I I, I just know that I'm going to. I'm going to like end up watching them versus like FTR and just be like, wow, this is really cool. And I'm going to feel really crummy because there's no more of that. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I was trying to get you on the train. A train? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause, I mean, one, one testament to how effective they were. I remember um, I, I, whenever I was watching them, like at this point, I think they were playing heel. And uh, I just remember of all the wrestlers, the Briscoes are the ones that just rub my wife wrong. <laughs> like she just was like, Ugh, they're freaky. I don't <laughs> like them. Fair criticism. No, I mean, I mean, she loved them, but like, right. They just right. made her like, you know, they played the role. Well, they're great. Um, okay. Well, let's get back into it. Um, but I, I'm glad I was able to, to remember that sometimes the train gets rolling and I forget, uh, but definitely want to send my thoughts out to the friends and family and, and the fans as well that, that love these guys. So, dang, it's just a shame, man. A lot of loss in the wrestling community. Um, and those are two big losses. But let's get back into it. <clears throat> uh, Benjamin, he nails a hard chop on the floor. Tomko distracts Benjamin, so Christian shoves Benjamin off the apron and this leads to Benjamin crashing into the barricade. Christian in control for a bit as he hits a neck breaker. Tomko, he drives Benjamin back first into the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, folks. Oh. oh. Christian hits a reverse DDT off the middle rope for a two count. Benjamin gets some momentum back as he whips Christian's sternum first into the turnbuckle. Youch. Ouch. Bazinga. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin with clotheslines followed by a side Russian leg sweep. Benjamin nails a reverse fisherman suplex for a two count. I thought that was a really cool spot. Mm -hmm. Benjamin, he misses a stinger splash and Christian comes back with an implant DDT. Tomko slides the intercontinental title in the ring. 
He jumps onto the apron to distract the referee, and Benjamin kicks Christian. Benjamin with the top rope clothesline for two. Tomko, he then goes into the ring and hits a boot to the face of Shelton Benjamin while the ref was distracted and removes the title from the ring. Benjamin hits a spin kick to Tomko off the apron. He then hits a T-bone suplex. JR trying his hardest to talk about how rare the T-bone is for the win in 13 minutes. It's so rare. You could wipe its nasty ass, slap it on a plate, <laughs> and serve it. <laughs> that was surprisingly graphic. <laughs> That's so rare. It's like trying to find a blue eyes white dragon in a booster pack. <laughs> It's 2004. It'd be time appropriate. <laughs> that's uh, that's Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yeah, I don't know. I never played Yu-Gi-Oh. It was just popular at the time. Did you guys? I was still a po- I was still a Pokemon man. Did you guys Pokemon ever have like a friend Yu-Gi-Oh. who would like have all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards in like a travel case? No, no, uh, I, I didn't I'd, have any friends. I'd, I'd I remember Yu-Gi-Oh was super 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 hot in my school. Really? Uh, so yep. you went to an alternative school then? Ooh. Yeah, more like a new metal school. <laughs> no. I wasn't into Yu-Gi-Oh. I was still like, guys, Pokemon's still cool. And they're like, uh, no, have you seen this freaking card? It's so cute. Um Yeah, um, I had a friend. Uh he's still, he's still my good friend to this day. His name's Robert. Shout out Robert. Um, <laughs> he he would bring to the football games a huge carrying case of all his Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I'm pretty sure he had that card. He might've had five of them for all I know. He had a ton of cards and brought them all to the, like the football basketball games. Pretty sure Robert's a huge nerd. Ooh. <laughs> he, he would like show up to the sports games to try to like uh, show up the jocks. Like, Check out my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> losers. Now, what? <laughs> now he also was the first guy I knew to have a Game Boy SP, which I had the OG Game Boy Advance, and it didn't have mm-hmm. a backlight. So I was super envious of that. So Robert, he always had the cool stuff, all the cool games and stuff. But anyway, enough of he, that. He had two Christmases. Ooh. I, anyway, uh, Jake, what'd you think about this match? Oh, it was good. I liked it. Um, it's. It, I hope the story continues. I hope that wasn't just like a, a three week thing. But uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Thumbs, thumbs, uh, middle strongly pointing up. Uh, yeah, I liked. It. I, I'd like to echo that sentiment, folks. I'd say mine's probably like thumbs middle pointing up. Uh, I I thought it was good, solid. Uh, showcasing Benjamin's talents mainly. Uh, like, man, like we said, every time we see him, he's just a little better. Like, just his movement, so smooth. Like, the way he was springing back up and all that whatnots. And, uh, even old Tomko played his dastardliness well enough. So, yeah, it was yeah, fine. Yeah, Tomko didn't, didn't bollocks it up. Yeah, I expected him to be like, but nope, he was fine. Wow, bollocks, are you gonna join what culture now? Oh! If they paid me. Pay pay your point to Guinness. <laughs> yeah. You going to go to your flat? 
I've got to be. I have to become a big fan of uh, Will Ospreay. I want to eat beans on toast. Beans on toast. That's a thing. Just no, beans, I, I, beans I've on seen toast. on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know, man. If we have any. If we have any. If we have any Brits listening, I'm sorry, but I, I've tried Heinz beans. They suck. <laughs> Have you tried it on toast, though? <laughs> Bruv. No, it doesn't matter. What's the toast going to change? I bet you that's what they're going to say. <laughs> I don't know, because over, he- over here in America, I'm just a ketchup boys. They don't make our beans. Bush makes our beans, brother. Yeah, have y'all tried Bush's baked beans with the dog? <laughs> I think the yeah, dog's man. name is Bush. We only buy uh, we only buy beans that dogs. Uh, I think Jake died. <laughs> <laughs> All I can hear is just air escaping. <laughs> oh my god! Did you roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> beans on toast. Come on now. <laughs> Ain't y'all ever had fried butter at the fair? <laughs> Funnel cakes. Whew. Oh, hey, it's Triple H. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Nothing beats a good brisket. Moving on. <laughs> All right, enough beans. <laughs> How in the world? What culture? Okay. <clears throat> We cut backstage to Kurt Angle and Edge. So Kurt meets up with Edge and tells him that he read his book, Adam Copeland on Edge. I didn't even know Edge had a book. Yeah, I actually read it in middle school. And I feel like there's like a few famous wrestlers who got books around this time that people have just forgotten. (laughs) So it's an autobiography. You know, I figured you guys could tell that much. But the thing about it is, one thing I remember vividly about this book is he speaks about his wife at the time. Uh, He was on his second marriage. I forget her name. It's not important. Um, Shmelvia. wasn't important to him either. Right, because in a year's time, you know, forget about any of that. I always thought that was interesting. And we will deep dive into uh, parts about that. Uh, in our SummerSlam review next year. And I cannot that's wait five. to get to that show. I oh, cannot wait. Five is going to be lit. It is. Word. It is, man. Word up. You know what's crazy, though? Uh, Batista, like already, yeah. he looks different. Like, what yeah. changed? He mm-hmm. looks He looks like him. He looks like a star now. And I have He's no idea. Up. I have no idea what I changed. Know. I don't know. We've seen him next to main event players for long enough that we accept him as a main event player. That and we we just That's like the rub. He literally got the rub. I think there's. I, I see what you mean though too. I think there's that prime like Batista look you remember, and I think he's finally gotten to it. Like he's gotten his little goatee. He's gotten his little gelled hair. He's got the perfect tan. He is now complete Batista. Yes, he is. And he's going to come into his own soon. But anyway, enough about that. Um, so <laughs> Soon he will walk alone. 
So Kurt, <laughs> so Kurt approaches Edge, and he says he didn't like how Edge included an embarrassing story about him, uh, him being Kurt. Uh, and Edge smirks and says, "Oh well." <laughs> and Kurt says, "I like that chapter about you winning the world title." Oh wait, there is none because you oh. haven't. And Edge, he's going to use this as motivation to win tonight to ensure his future title shot. And he brags about taking Shawn Michaels out with a knee injury. And he says Kurt couldn't do that. And Kurt claims he would have no problem making HBK tap out. Which is the first bit of foreshadowing leading into their match coming up at WrestleMania 21. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Quite. Because that's going to be an all-timer. That's another show I can't wait to get to is uh, WrestleMania 21. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I I have never watched WrestleMania 21. It's one of those ones I just never got around to seeing. So good. Same-sies. It is so good. <laughs> I, I'm specifically looking forward to the Big Show match. <gasps> I am not, I'm not Rip. offering any sort of background on that. I want it all to be a surprise. But uh, you guys are going to love it. Trust me. <laughs> well, it's the Big Show. Kurt walks away from this encounter when he encounters Eugene. Oh, Eugene. Eugene is awestruck as he starts listing off Kurt's accolades. As Kurt is trying to politely leave the conversation, the more Eugene's stat reads, the more annoyed Kurt gets. Kurt says, you're really bright and quick, which got a laugh out of me. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say. The last thing Eugene lists is, oh, and uh, you suck. And with his big inflatable Eugene hands. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell those were. I had to Google them. I don't remember. The yeah, I saw they, somebody like, in, the, in the audience with them. I'm like, what are those? Yeah, that, that was his like foam hands. That's so oh bad. So you could like wave. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, the Hulk Hogan finger back in the day. Fingy. Uh, uh, there was a like a Rock Brahma Bull one. And this was uh, Eugene. Oh, and an Austin middle finger one. Don't forget the uh, Yeah. Only thing I ever got, like, like foam thing, was just this foam toy title belt from when I went to Raw. <laughs> oh, you know what? What else? Uh, John Cena had one where you could go, you can't see me. So it looks similar to this one. Yeah. I remember people doing that, and then they'd bend the fingers down and make it flip people off. Yeah, he did that in a promo with uh, with Christian or Chris Jericho. I forget which one. Ooh, ooh. And he did the you can't see me with one finger, and it was the middle one. Oh, my God. Hey, baby, we'll be back with a little bit more of this surprisingly good show. But for now, let's pay some bills. Eyes on target! Oh! Go, go! Let the battle begin. You can use incredible power-up moves to stake your claim as King of the Court in New Mario Power Tennis. Only for Nintendo GameCube. Ready to be for everyone. You can be the first one on your block to spin Spider-Man 2 on DVD. Two discs loaded with over 10 hours of the coolest extras. How'd you do that? You know, eat your green vegetables. Spider-Man 2. Rated PG-13. On DVD Tuesday. Introducing Juicebox, the only personal media player you can load with your favorite photos and MP3s, plus play TV shows and music videos. Take Juicebox to go. It's smaller and lighter than Video Now Color, but with a bigger color screen. Customize your Juicebox with Juiceware chips you collect. 
Hey, it's me, Ashley Simpson. You can check out my juiceware video chip and other cool stuff. It's in mine. What's in yours? As WWE Divas, we love the new SmackDown vs. Raw video game. It's got so many great features, but our favorite is the new superstar voiceover. Actually, my favorite is playing online. Voiceover! Online! Voiceover! Online! Wait, 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 what are you doing? Aren't you guys a little overdressed? Voiceover Online Legends and the WWE Divas. Two worlds collide in SmackDown vs. Raw for the PlayStation 2. Ready T for Team. I love this restaurant. It's your SmackDown Survivor Series Elimination Match with Team Guerrero consisting of Eddie Guerrero, Rob Van Dam, the Big Show, and John Cena taking on Team Angle with Kurt Angle, Mark Jindrak, Luther Reigns, mm -hmm. and it is listed here as Carlito Cool with Jesus. His full name is Carlito Caribbean Cool. Mm. Which would later be shortened I, to Carlito for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes, I do. I never remember him being called Carlito Caribbean Cool. Oh yeah, and it, I was like, when he debuted, I was like, how are they going to fit his name in the nameplate on the games? <laughs> <laughs> because you only have like twelve. Caribbean. Cool. You only had like twelve spots to write anything, <laughs> which bugged the mess out of me. <laughs> The only words I could say are Carlito, Caribbean, and cool. <laughs> Come on, that was somewhat funny. <laughs> it's such a stupid name. And <laughs> so Carlito, he, he's debuted recently on the October 7th edition of SmackDown. And uh, I'm sitting there watching SmackDown, and my wife, she's watching with me. I'm like, hey, check out this guy. He, he spits in people's faces. And <laughs> the song comes on, right? <laughs> I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. She busts out laughing. She's like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 and, it, and it really is remarkably a stupid thing to say. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. What? <laughs> hey, do you want to be cool? No, I'm, no. I'm okay. I'm just playing with my Magic the Gathering card. <laughs> <laughs> you better conform, boy. Hey, do you want to smoke cigarettes and say cuss words? Eh, not really. Oh, no, what? You want to rev up your hog with me? What? Why do you talk? <laughs> my wife just walked in, and there's a now a stray cat in my under my bed. I guess you guys got a cat now. Hey, Stephanie. I alluded to you uh, earlier. Do you mind giving your thoughts on uh, Carlito? He spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Here, just quickly t tell us about your uh, reaction to that. I'm, I, I think that Levi had some expectation from me to react the way that he um, reacted to Carlito. How did I react? Um, it's like, Carlito, so cool. I <laughs> Yeah, it was not like that. But I my promise. point, I'm not saying you're like, cool, but you were like, you know, like, 
You were you had he some was, so what you're saying is geeked out. Like here, let me show you this. And like I was supposed to react, and I had zero reaction. <laughs> no, you laughed. Mind blown, Did jaw I? on the floor. I don't think I laughed because I thought it was funny. I think Levi, I laughed because I was like, Levi wetting his pants. Sure. No, his his whole song says, "I spit in the face of people who like, don't want to be cool." It's really dumb. So I laughed because it almost seems like it was like said in another language. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, "Did somebody? Did you write this in a different language and then someone it's translated like it Translate. for you?" <laughs> Well, you know what like, I got I to say to that. Supposed to be, is supposed, I felt like, <laughs> is it supposed to be funny? Or is it like one of those things where I'd, you're just not from here and that's why I don't get it? Like, or maybe you don't <laughs> get it. Maybe, I, I How like, foreign of a hill is he? He's just disrespectful. That's it. Oh, he's he's just disrespectful. He likes apples. And he'll spit the apple in your like, face and you piss him off. Is for him to sound like he doesn't know what he's saying? <laughs> they could have helped what? him out. Like, how many English speakers work for freaking WWE and they couldn't freaking help him? Like, like, solid yeah. catchphrase? I don't understand. It was, it was weird. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Everybody, my wife, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. Nope. All right, now go get that cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just keep making Undertaker do all this. It's just. <laughs> When it's like a Scarface accent, Cuban. <laughs> uh, so you got to talk like Scott Hall in the '90s, <laughs> or I guess any point really. Yeah, or still. No, not still. He's dead. He's still talking that way. Hey yo. He's like in the ground. Like, hey Chico, I'm dead. Oh yeah, he's headlining Ghost Madison Square Garden. Let's not forget. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going up against Ric Flair, and Ric Flair will be there just in time for for. Uh, for Bill, <laughs> I like to imagine in real life at the Ric Flair's uh, last match, the moment he passed out, like for a blip second, he was in the middle of the ring at Ghost Madison Square Garden <laughs> before shocking back to life and being like, oh! "Yeah, the fans." I, at just, Ghost... I just imagine Gorilla Monsoon is standing at the back door, like Rick's gonna be here for the main event. I promise you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the fans at Ghost Madison Square Garden are annoyed because Rick's a part-timer. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, this whole thing with Carlito, uh, I think Carlito's cool, uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. And Caribbean. Um, and Caribbean. I, I think they've built him up very well so far in such a little amount of time. Uh, I think it helps just a little bit that I, you know, we know modern Carlito, like we know who he is. Uh, but back in the day, I was not a fan of Carlito. I'm like, who is this weirdo? Who's this guy who eats apples and spits? Huh? So I think I have a little bit of like the, you know, nostalgia from like 07 and stuff. Uh, and dude came back at the Royal Rumble that one time was buff. Yeah, he was ripped. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't bring it back is beyond me. But um, drugs. Because he was so ripped. But what do you guys think about Carlito? I don't know, man. They got Lesnar on the roster. That's not an excuse. <laughs> oh, exactly. Come on. I mean, that is Brock Lesnar. Well, well one know. of them makes millions of dollars, and the other one is Carlito. Hey, well, one of them is uh, Brock Lesnar, and the other one spits in people's face. So Who don't want to be cool? <gasps> Carlito's fine. He spits I, I didn't. I, I never really got into him. Which is totally fair. I mean, he was like a mid-card guy. But yeah, he's the U.S. champion currently. He uh, cheated to uh, to beat John Cena for that title, and he stole his chain. 
And apparently more has happened. Because there was a altercation at a nightclub, which saw John Cena get stabbed in his kidney. And they were really trying to blur the lines with this story. Like, is it real? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Is John Cena get stabbed? Is John Cena real life thug? Is he thugging and bugging? I actually have a story from this point. Like at this point, in 2004, I wasn't watching wrestling, but I was still like mildly aware of what was happening because I had friends who watched. And I remember them telling me about this, John Cena getting stabbed. And I was like, oh, really? And then I saw, like, the guy who did it and how cartoonishly stupid he looks and immediately was like, oh, no, that's totally fake. No way he got stabbed. That's dumb. You mean Jesus or Carlito? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That threw me off so bad. That was my introduction to Jesus as as a name, you know, instead of Jesus. Just seeing Jesus on the SmackDown Chiron, I was like, uh, this dude's going to hell. Why is he taking? Why is he taking this? <laughs> in my fourth grade mind, well, actually, I was in fifth grade. But uh, oh, hey. But anyway, Jesus is here. He's he's the one who allegedly has stabbed John Cena. Which you know, take a Carlito. Oh yeah, Carlito didn't stab that guy for sure. But Jesus with his long pants and suspenders, <laughs> there ain't no way he did it either. <laughs> Watch out for those long pants guys. <laughs> a lot of people speculated that this was actually originally set up to bring in New Jack. Which oh, makes that been awesome. Which makes more sense, but uh I know a lot of people like New Jack, but I, I've always been of the sentiment and I say this, you know, he's now deceased, but like uh he can now, go yeah, get, now you can say it. He can go and get <laughs> oh yeah, I can safely say it. Uh I I've never been a fan. Uh, all that ultra violent stuff is just like no thanks. <clears throat> what was New it? Jack, the original gangster. Oh, New Jack. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> love New Jack. He, he's he's a wrestler I love watching, but like at the same time, why? He just absolutely squeamish. Why? He, what's good about him? He's intense, dude. I don't know. He's one of those guys yeah. that's like he's not the best wrestler. I'm going to give you that, but. He's, he's the only. He's he's real. I'll say that. He's, he's real. <laughs> That's the sure. thing. Like Nick Gage, maybe. N- no, no, not, not quite I mean, like Nick Gage. Not, not. I don't know. <laughs> A lot more intense. And without the methamphetamine, this <laughs> cocaine. I I just all those trash bag backyard wrestlers. I I, I don't care. Don't care for that. I barely care for the pros. <laughs> oh man, I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, obviously that never came to pass. Bruce Pritchard claims that that was never a thing, but uh, it, I guess it really just depends on who you talk to. That how... is true. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of where I stand <laughs> with it. Basically. <sighs> I can't stand Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> no. <laughs> In the lead up to this, uh, Team Angle is looking to fill their fourth spot, and Spike Dudley approaches them and wants that last spot to go to a Dudley. Kurt says if they can take out Big Show on Team Guerrero, then Kurt will accommodate that. And so the Dudleys are unsuccessful. Big Show takes out all three in one sitting, and there's a good joke here, but I, I'm not going to make one. <laughs> uh, and thus the Dudleys uh, here tonight are recuperating from their injuries while Spike toils away at the Cruiserweight title, which the less Dudleys, the better, in my opinion. 100%. Ray actually gets repurposed for the Cruiserweight title match, as I alluded to earlier. 
And uh, Eddie is distraught by that. He's like, "How? I need another person. I need another guy. But in the go-home show, we learn that John Cena will be returning to uh, join Team Guerrero after weeks away from his uh, stabbed kidney from the hands of Jesus. He's us. So we got Team Guerrero, Eddie, RVD, Big Show, and Cena versus Kurt Angle, Mark Gentrak, Luther, don't call me Roman Reigns, and Carlito. Basically, Kurt and a bunch of Jamokes. Yeah. yeah. And, and they didn't really make them look all that impressive because they all came out together, whereas everybody else got their entrances. <laughs> We're saving time here, pal. I mean, still, it's like Kurt Angle and these other guys, and then Team Guerrero. Oh, yeah. Each get an individual. Yeah. So there was that. So before the match begins, we get Cena making his entrance. There is no rap here, folks. There is no freestyle rap, and it's been a long time since we've gotten one anyway. But John Cena takes his jersey off and beelines it for Carlito. And <laughs> in between him and Carlito is Jesus, who gets destroyed, let's just say. Mm-hmm. John Cena is whipping his butt all the way up the ramp to the back in the parking garage. The whole journey there, he is just whipping around Jesus. And this is supposed to be the guy who who stabbed Cena, who took him out. He looks like a total Jobrone. This <laughs> yeah, did him oh, no yeah. favors. Like, what the hell kind of outfit is he wearing? Like, I, know, I, get, I get what they're doing. It's kind of like, oh, he's like, a, he's like a Colombian drug man or something, like a gangster. But it's like, <laughs> he looks then, absurd. No, nobody dresses like that. Well, you don't think they dressed like that then in 04, in the, in the past? No. <laughs> maybe the yes. 80s. Maybe the 80s or the 70s. But gee, Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. the 40s. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Maybe maybe the 20s. Let's <laughs> just keep going past. You making fun of me, Riz? <laughs> maybe. So, yeah, Carlito, he drives off with the... He says, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> 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 and so there, there's... He's eliminated. Back in the arena, they start the match. Big Show, he tosses Jen Track into the ring. Big Show has his freaking ankle taped up because uh, <laughs> on SmackDown, Jen Track and he was basically getting quartered, was what was happening. Jen Track mm-hmm. had one arm going one way, Reigns had another arm going another way, and Kurt Angle put the ankle lock on him. Kind of felt bad for him. That makes sense. Like, okay, I understand his ankle's messed up. But why is the tape on the outside of the boot? So you can see that it's there. The same reason. <laughs> I know. Just... I'm sorry. I was just going to say the same reason that Kurt Angle had the cast over his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I guess good point. Good point. Whatever. <laughs> How'd you put your pants on, Kurt? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Maybe they put the cast on the night he fell off the balcony. <laughs> he just left those pants on. He bought special he bought special pants and he cut the leg off and he just tucks it in. <laughs> what is pink? <laughs> yeah, exactly. His peen eye. His weenol. <laughs> His weenol. <laughs> uh we get a double arm drag by Eddie on Gendrak and Reigns. Mm. Angle sneaks Eddie. in a cheap shot on Guerrero to give the heels control. Sidewalk slam by Reigns. Uh, Guerrero, he comes close to tagging out, but Angle prevents him. 
from the tag. And we get an overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex. Double underhook suplex by Reigns. Guerrero hits a jawbreaker and a flapjack on Gentrack. But Angle tags back in to prevent Guerrero from tagging out. We get a long bear hug by Mark Gentrack to build up that hot tag. Long bear hug. And we get a hot tag to RVD. Yeah. And, and yeah, you have to emphasize how long that took. <laughs> it took a long time that we finally found what year the Jesus outfit came from. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Got him. Indubitably, I got him. Beans on toast, he, everybody. He has done been got it. <laughs> Beans on toast. In thy face. Spin kick by RVD on Kurt Angle. Then a back kick and a frog splash connect on Gendrak. RVD kicks Reigns off the apron. Angle with a sloppy roll up. Uh, RVD's shoulders were definitely up, but he still gets eliminated by a pin. Mm -hmm. That made me mad. Even yeah. the commentators were like, well, his, his shoulders were up. Not only that, but he was on the ropes, too. <laughs> but, dang, they call it. RVD gets eliminated. I think it's just like they, I think they just messed up a spot where it's like, oh, you use your feet? Well, I'm going to use my feet. Dan Schneider? No, no Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> when he uses his feet the next, silly. Uh, so immediately, Eddie rolls up Mark Gentrack, and now he's eliminated. So it's, uh, let's see, two on three. Yes, that's it. Good, you can use math. Good boy. Me, no smart, never. <laughs> Me, no smart, never. That's <laughs> a nutty professor. So you said, that's what he says. That was a quote. Squeaky clean. Me, dumb. Me, no smart, oh, never. Duh, duh, duh. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you, and you call yourself a Shermanite. I've never shied away from the fact that uh, I'm not as privy to two as I am to one. It's okay, Levi. I, I just need to watch you know. it more. I just need to watch it more, baby. Give me that smart juice. That young juice. <laughs> love. Anyway. <clears throat> well, Big Show's here. And he's still rocking and rolling in his Titantron video. So Big Show tags in. Kurt Angle has left the ring and brought in Luther Reigns. Big Show attacks him. Uh, and Reigns dives at the injured left angle of Big Show. And what does it sound like when Luther Reigns hits that injured ankle of Big Show, Kyle? He goes, Arr! Thank you for that. <laughs> Reigns bounces off the girth of Big Show. No, I'm just kidding. He bounces off the <laughs> <laughs> He bounces off the ropes. Uh, Big Show stops him with one hand and he hits a choke slam, even going down to the knees to for extra impact. And Reigns is eliminated. So you know it was big. Big, 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 big. <laughs> been a, it's been a while. That's the first big, 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 big of 2023. Uh, making history. <sighs> I just chugged my Mountain Dew Zero. Excuse me. Dude, you're More like a Mountain Dunt. <clears throat> I'm ready for, to have the Pitch Black Zero and watch the Pitch Black match. Do they have Pitch Black Zero? Yes, it's coming out. Ooh, I can't wait to drink it and not and take any sugar. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so now Kurt Angle is the last man left on his team, and he's like, screw this, I'm out of here. 
And so he starts walking up the ramp. And they're like, hey, where are you going, baby? And that's when RVD meets him in the entranceway. It's like, where, where are you going? Bro, you got to go back. I was smoking a bowl and uh, noticed you were trying to leave. I was smoking a bowl of soup and I noticed <laughs> you were leaving. And uh, so Angle, he, he backs up. And when he notices, he's right behind me, isn't he? And he fills up Big Show, and he's like, yeah. And he throws a punch at him. That's when Big Show tosses him back in the ring. John Cena, first time tonight, doing any moves, hits a FU. Um, Eddie goes up for the frog splash, and Big Show covers for the win for Team Guerrero in the 12-minute, 26-second mark. Yay. Kyle, what did you think about this match? Yeah, it was fine. It was good. Uh, it's a nice, nice little uh, Survivor Series match. It actually been a while since I've seen a classic Survivor Series match, so it was neat. I mean, nothing that really like blew me away, but I, I thought it was a fun time overall. You know, I, I definitely give it a, a very like soft kind of middle t- thumbs up kind of thing. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep it in the middle. It was, it was okay. You know, I had a decent enough story, but it was, it was just kind of for me. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say thumbs mildly up, and yeah, it, it's interesting to see John Cena come back and say, "Hey, you stabbed my kidney. I'm going to get revenge," and he got a, a major reaction. So John Cena is is really developing into a huge star for this company. Mm-hmm. So all that is interesting to see. With the power of hindsight, I'm disliking how involved with nobodies Eddie Guerrero is considering he's going to die soon in the timeline. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, so it's like, wow, all these great matches we could have had uh, are, you know, Luther Reigns, Mark Tendrack. Thank you, next. Wee Whee! So, uh, yeah, that being said, thumbs mildly up. Uh, Kurt Angle is the best in the world in the Ruthless Aggression era. Five real. There is no one better, so. You're right. We cut backstage to Maven. Ooh. Maven, Maven has really uh, uh, come into a little popularity recently. He um, Is that what you'd call it? Uh, well, maybe not. <laughs> Maven reminds me of, like, of what I would be if I was like in pro wrestling. His <laughs> accent is so thick and like he has no acting ability. But darn it, he's trying. <laughs> he's trying so hard to like get people to care about him, but nobody cares about Maven at I th- all. I think he's got a good look, but and I think he's got a, a good little move set too. But it it really ends there. Mm-hmm. But I, they really want their their tough enough guy to to work out, but he's not going to. I think he could have with just a, a little more. Well, maybe not, man, because I I, I think. I expected to I think see they gave more. Them everything they could. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Ultimately, yeah. I just I have a soft spot for Maven, and maybe it's that darn theme song. I like it so much. But um, 
Maybe I feel it's like his lack the, of talent that I don't like. I feel like with a lot of tough enough guys, I feel like if they expected him just to be over because they're like, well, everybody's watching Raw, everybody's going to watch Tough Enough. But I, I never did, so I didn't give a single crap about any Tough Enough or Diva Search winner or any of those people. Oh gosh! See, when the problem the problem with Tough Enough is is like they they promoted it as just some regular people. Will they be able to make it in the WWE? And so when they get to the WWE, I'm like, oh, that's just some regular guy. He's gonna get his his dick knocked in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And and speaking of that, Tough Enough is going on during SmackDown at this current juncture. How hard was that to watch? I'm just surprised it took up so much time. Like, we're talking 20, 30 minutes of the SmackDown broadcast Oof. has been dedicated to Tough Enough, and it's like Big Show Body Slam Challenge and Kurt Angle Wrestling Challenge. Like, little, they had Kurt Angle leading squats on SmackDown. It's like, could you imagine paying for this? How horrible. So, but it features, you know, future WWE greats such as the Boogeyman. Yeah. And uh, who he says, I'm 30. No, what's your age? I'm 30. Yeah. What's your driver's license say? 1964. That's right. I'm 40. Get out of here, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, here, old man. I actually turned 30 this year, and I have to make that my Facebook status that day of him just saying, I'm 30. I'm 30. Um, but yeah, uh, the boogeyman, uh, the Miz, who has to be the biggest tough enough contestant of all time and, uh, Ryback. <laughs> yeah. Ryback was in this Yay. season <laughs> and he would go on to do things such as injure CM Punk and eat chips on TikTok. <laughs> that's like in my brain. That's like the biggest Ryback achievement is that video of him eating chips. <laughs> I mean, it is his biggest achievement. Mm hmm. Gosh, what a loser. <laughs> Go to AWWE or retire. Everybody votes to retire. <laughs> uh, but anyway. That made me laugh. That anyway, made me lol. We have Maven backstage. And Coach questions if Maven will be able to uphold his end of the bargain. And what I was trying to say was Maven, he, he's, he has a little bit of momentum going into this match because he has a pinfall victory over Batista in, in the weeks leading up to this event. So they are giving him a push. Uh, you know, he ditched his short little black trunks for undies. He's got undies now. That's how you know he's a main event guy. I mean, dude's ripped. He's got the look. I think he's, he's even the trimmed look. the eyebrows. At he's everyone. got the look. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but after making out with Heidenreich, here comes Gene Snitsky. <laughs> <laughs> He's still got Heidenreich spit all up in his little uh, food catcher there. Uh, Snitsky, he Pearl Harbor's uh, Maven here, and he just beats him up, busts him open, and he's yelling like a banshee, dude. He's like, ooh. He really loves yelling. No, he, he does. Um, so Maven, 
Will he be able? He loves yelling. You mean he does? I don't know what else to say. He was like, every chance he could get this freaking. I just, I'm just imagining, uh, you know, a guy talking about his kid just out there in the field, just going, oh, go, go crazy, like, yeah, that's my boy Heidenreich out there. That boy sure loves yelling. Heidenreich. Or Schnitzky, whatever. What's They're his What's his dumb. actual name? Can someone look up his actual name? I think his name's like Harold Reich. It's <laughs> <laughs> like worse. I think his name is Third Reich. What? Ooh, Third Reich. No, someone Google. Tell me. Hold on, I, I got it. Uh, talk about the next match. Uh, yeah, next. No, match. his his name actually is John, John. Heidenreich. Yeah, is it really? That's his real name. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Dang. They should have gone with just calling him John. That would have been better. It's so Nazi-rific. Well, look at him. <laughs> I mean, that was the original pitch for the gimmick, too. Like, he was supposed to be like this chirogenically frozen Nazi who, like, Paul Heyman unfroze not realizing he was a Nazi. And so, ha-ha, you got was him. going to hang out with Yamamoto? <laughs> oh, gosh, what or was Hirohito. his name? Hirohito. <laughs> Dude, what the heck was SmackDown? Jeez. And now you got Muhammad Hassan coming in. Like, it, the vignettes have started. Oh, We've got the Axis powers firing back up. The Axis powers are alive and well, brother. Goodness. Axis mania running wild. <laughs> yeah, bring Hogan so, back. All right, enough of this. Mania. Next match, Kyle. Our next match is a grudge match as The Undertaker takes on Hygen Heidenreich. My name is This guy is ferocious. Heidenreich is about wow. a six foot eight, 300 pound Rottweiler. I will finally get the chance to make the world pay for the pain I have endured. He's assaulting the fans! He's unstable! Oh my god! He's unpredictable! I don't apologize for what I did to The Undertaker. It was done with malice and intent. I brought the fight to The Undertaker and Dead Man. I challenge you to bring the fight to me! I want you to know that this contract for Survivor Series, The Undertaker versus Heidenreich, is not my idea. It's Heidenreich's. And it's against my best judgment because I know how mad you must be right now. I want you to witness firsthand what happens to those souls who think they can look into the eye of the dragon. This contract is not for a match. It's the execution of Heidenreich. Rest in peace. (laughs) 
The SmackDown after No Mercy, it's revealed that Undertaker's body was not in the hearse. What the hell? (laughs) Kyle is shocked, everybody. I'm sorry. That's that's shocking. (laughs) So this sends Heidenreich into a mad frenzy. He reads a poem on SmackDown, and the audience won't let him get through it. So what is Heidenreich to do? Well, I can roar, roar. <laughs> what a stupid name. <laughs> Imagine having to go through your life, through the rest of your life, and you're like, hi, my name is John Heidenreich. I'm like, oh, like the wrestler? And he's like, <sighs> no, he wishes. Yeah. No one real. remembers him. He go, he'll be like, oh, it's, uh, my last name's Heidenreich, like the wrestler. Who? And then he goes, just cries. <laughs> I'll, I'll have my pretzel to go. He just, sadly, at Annie, Annie Ann's. Mm. Hey, if he's there, he's the real winner. I've got a pretzel for Heidi Reich. It's Heiden, Heidenreich. That's what he does. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, what is Heidenreich to do when the fans won't let him read his poem? Well, he goes into the audience and starts attacking people. <laughs> he whips up on four fans for not letting him read the poem. Aww. This dude's crazy. The following week on SmackDown, Teddy Long informs Paul Heyman that he's been called by the board of directors and that his, being Teddy, his job is on the line over this. So Teddy says, if if I go down, player, I'm taking y'all with me. And he says that they're lucky that the assaulted fans aren't pressing charges. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Get the bag, you morons. Yeah. For real. Theodore Long commands Paul to issue a sincere apology in the ring. And Paul says he's sorry and I'm very formal in his delivery. And he prepares an apology for Heidenreich. So Heidenreich recites it but doubles down on his actions against Undertaker at No Mercy as he refers to them as being malicious. And going forward, Teddy has allowed Heidenreich to wrestle, but under the condition that he has to be confined to a straitjacket whenever he isn't wrestling. Because that's, that's going to stop him. You know, he can still kick people, you know? I mean, because they never take it off of him, which is, you know, especially when he's near the fans, which is the people he assaulted. Well, I'm questioning, like, why was he telling Paul to go get his jacket? Like, he's wandering without a jacket. Shouldn't he have been wearing one already? Yeah, and but he, he takes it off as soon as he gets around the people that he attacked. I can't hug and kiss on Snitsky without my straight jacket. You can still kiss in a straight jacket. Ah, this is true. So Paul Heyman, on behalf of Heidenreich, asks Teddy Long for a match with The Undertaker at Survivor Series, to which Long easily obliges. On one condition, Paul Heyman must grab his signature personally before next week's SmackDown. So Paul Heyman does just that on the October 28th edition of SmackDown. In a dark room, Paul respectfully, humbly requests that Undertaker sign the contract for the match. And he does... But in a jump scare moment, he grabs Paul and says he didn't sign for a match, but he signed for the execution of Heiden Heidenreich. One thing I do want to say about this this signing, though, is that Undertaker alludes to 
what he calls the Paul Bearer thing and says he gave Paul <clears throat> Heyman a pass. So, you know, we were going around saying, well, I guess Paul Heyman's not going to get – there's no, not going to be any revenge on him. And there wasn't. Undertaker says he gave him a pass. And why? Why did he get a pass? I wanted him dead. I think you're cute, Paul. I'll let you live. I like guys named Paul. Apparently he doesn't. Buried him in cement. Gosh, this year, it's so bad. Yeah, dude. It's like, man, wrestling's fake. I hate this. (laughs) Whoa, wait a minute. I guess it is kind of fake. (gasps) Don't say such things. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, Heidenreich, he grows more and more insane. He, he attacks Charlie Haas and Miss Jackie uh, while Heidenreich is murmuring things like, Undertaker, I'm going to get you, Undertaker, and is like beating up other people. And Paul Heyman can be heard screaming, yeah, that's not the Undertaker. You're going to get fired. It's kind of funny. It's kind of like, it reminds me of uh, the Little Rascals back in the day. Our gang, the Uncle George <laughs> episode. No. Yum, yum, yum eat him yeah. up. Nope. What? Yep. Yeah, that just makes me think. Care about Heidenreich. Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. Yeah, that's what the talking toilets say. Yummy, I meet him up. Oh, it's probably they probably I got it from Little Rascals. Heidenreich. I don't care about Heidenreich. I don't care about Little Rascals. <laughs> I just want to get out of here. <laughs> that's got to be the first time in history that sentence has been said. <laughs> I don't care about Heidenreich. I don't care about the little rascals. <laughs> oh, good God. Yeah, Heidenreich was my favorite little rascal. <laughs> but anyway, they stare down in the go home SmackDown, and uh, here we are now, here at Survivor Series. So, Undertaker was aggressive early with punches. Elbow drops, and he sends Heidenreich left arm first into the turnbuckle. Heyman distracts the ref, so Heidenreich sends Undertaker groin first into the ring post. Undertaker comes back with four arms across the throat, followed by a huge guillotine leg drop. Taker follows with old skew, leading to a punch to the left arm of Heidenreich. Undertaker misses a corner charge, so Heidenreich gets control with an elbow that sends Undertaker off the apron to the floor. More punches and kicks from Heidenreich, and you you know, it's pretty much a kiss of death when the big guy can only do punches and kicks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep. And we get every mediocre wrestler's favorite move, the chin lock. Wee. I mean, if your if your if your offense is punches and kicks, you're going up against the best pure striker in the game. Oh. The suit bones. This has to be the first time in wrestling history where both opponents wore MMA gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Do two hide and wrongs make a hide and right? <laughs> I'm off. The, I'm done. I'm off. The no. Oh, come on. If you stayed for Little Rascals, you you should stay for that. <laughs> Close really like the Big Rascals. Isn't that WCW or the Big Rascals play? <laughs> <laughs> with a Z. I'm here with the bad <laughs> jokes and references all night long, baby. Clothesline by Heidenreich gets a two count. We get more basic stuff from Heidenreich. He's just uh, elbows and stuff. Boring. <sighs> um... 
more punches. Undertaker drives Heidenreich neck first into the top rope. Undertaker up top, he hits a flying clothesline that looks better than when Kane does it. Undertaker sends him into the top rope, snake eyes, followed by a huge leg drop, or a big boot into a leg drop, uh, which I always love that that sequence by Undertaker. And I know this is just lame old Heidenreich. But uh, Heidenreicher... Con- <laughs> Heidenreicher... <laughs> There's a cursed mashup for you. Um, Heiden- <laughs> Heidenreich comes back with a sidewalk slam. Um, that was like his first bit of offense in like the t- first 10 minutes of this match. Heidenreich goes to the corner for punches, so Undertaker does a last ride out of the corner, like, and he shoves his face right into his crotch. I thought it was so gross. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you about like, to get a whole... Get your balls, boy. He's like, you're not as good as Snitsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, man. His face is right in his crotch, dude. And mm-hmm. um, But he gives him a big last ride, or so to speak. Um... <laughs> But all that for a two count. So Heidenreich is kicked out of the last ride. Which would be more impressive if he had done more offense, but I alas. Know. <laughs> when he didn't when he didn't lose, I was like, oh, it's it's still going. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh back suplex by Undertaker to counter a sleeper attempt. We get a leaping clothesline by Undertaker, followed by a choke slam and a tombstone. In fifteen minutes, fifty-eight seconds, Undertaker has won the match. Ugh. Uh, let me go first here because I think I'll have the most forgiving response to this match. And I said thumbs middle pointed towards down because overall this was a boring match. But Undertaker bumped his butt off. He tried to get Heidenreich over. And I can't be mad at that. Plus to see him manhandle a big old boy like that was cool. But this match did not do it for me. I think you're being a little generous. I'm just going to go flat. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs down. This match was bad. Um, yeah, and the, and the people who were in it should feel bad. Like uh, the match <laughs> sucked. It's not quite brother sucks, but it was like when this match happened, I lost interest in the pay per view. It was one mm-hmm. of those I had to stop watching and take it in another sitting because I realized through the duration of this sixteen minute snooze fest that I was watching the entire thing on, on my phone. And then I realized I was missing other stuff because of how bad that match was. Yeah, honestly, like this is of all the matches in the pay-per-view, this is the one that I had the hardest time paying attention to because it was just so boring. You know, and the thing is, it's like I like Undertaker, but in my opinion, I feel like he is really solid dude. He's really good, but his matches are really only as good as the opponents he's put up against. And Heidenreich is just stinky. So this just didn't do anything for me. So for me, yeah, thumbs down. Get out of here, Heidenreich. Yeah, Heidenreich, he'll be around for a hot minute. Uh, but man, he he takes like just such a weird direction with his character because he becomes a good guy. And then he becomes part of the new legion of doom with animal yeah yeah and so yeah he so he goes from <clears throat> hiding raping guys to yeah the shoulder pads and everything it's it's weird so i i don't really know <laughs> he's just weird what more can you say 
We cut backstage to Eric Bischoff and Maria. Ooh. Maria from the Raw Diva Search is now a backstage interviewer. <laughs> and of course, she's, you know, well documented in wrestling history. So Bischoff, he says that Maven may not be able to compete after. Oh, uh, no. And he's like, I'm going the on vacation. The crowd goes mild. <laughs> he's like, I'm going on vacation. I don't care if they have a replacement or not. Which <laughs> is just like, dang, dude, you should, you should get fired for that. It's like, Bischoff, what about Maven? Maven. What about Maven? <laughs> Nevermore. What about me? What about Maven? That's where they screwed up. His name is too close to Raven. As Tris Stratish takes on Lita. How you doing? You doing all right? Cause I mean, I heard y'all pregnant and stuff. Honey, I know that you're nervous and confused about having to marry Kane. All you have to do is open your heart, just like you opened your legs. And to think, they call me a slut. My baby was the only thing innocent in all of this. And I wanted nothing more than to give birth to my baby. And now, I will never know what my baby looks like. My baby boy was taken away from me. I present to you, Lita, the walking kiss of death. I wouldn't even worry about that right now, to be honest with you, because, like, I think what you should be more concerned about is your pregnancy weight, because, um, just how you look, uh, a little chubby. I've been dreaming for the past seven months about the day I get my hands on you. Every emotion, every ounce of pain and suffering, I'm gonna take it all out on you. Lita? Survivor Series, you're gonna lose to me just like you lost your baby. Trish has been terrorizing Lita basically all year, which is odd considering almost a year ago they were teaming up against two men who broke their hearts. Trish has been bullying a preggers Lita who could do nothing about it because she was with child. Since Gene Snickers took her baby away, She's now ready for combat. This feud is so close to tops for me, but it's been muddied by the miscarriage angle. Lita and Trish cut great promos on one another in the go-home raw that made it feel real, like there was real animosity between them. Only for Gene Snotskull to come out and punt a baby <laughs> into the crowd to no reaction. Trish has labeled Lita the walking kiss of death due to the fact every man she's been in contact with has vanished in painful fashion, much like death. How will Lita respond now that she gets her hands on Trish? 
with a vengeance. Very quickly. <laughs> yes, very, very quickly. So Lita walks into the ring and nails Trish with a punch to the face, and Trish falls like a sack of taters. <laughs> Lita takes her down and nails more punches to the head. Trish gets out of the ring and Lita follows, and Trish tossed her face first into the announce table. Lita trips her up and sends her face first into a chair. Lita goes for a chair shot. The ref took the chair away, so Lita grabbed another chair. And Lita swung the chair and hit a table at ringside that Trish's head was under, and she did it again, and I guess the idea was that Lita was hitting her in the head. Smashing her face in. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. the match ends in disqualification at 1 minute and 24 seconds. Kyle, what do you think about this match? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't really a match so much as it was just a angle. angle but, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought the angle was fine. I thought so the... Incomplete. I thought Lita looked intense. Uh, looked like she was out to kill uh, Trish, especially after the chair shot, being all bloodied up. It was, you know, it was a cool visual. It made it look like Lita's truly out for blood. But we didn't really get the match advertised so i don't know for an angle i think it's fine but for a match thumbs down but i don't think it really drags the show down or anything um thumbs incomplete again like the this has a little bit of a problem like this is clearly the popcorn segment of the show um yeah i I didn't like it but there's not enough here to really say anything about it so i'm just gonna say thumbs incomplete you have no thumbs (laughs) what i how will he play video games? With, How will he play SmackDown have, versus Raw for PlayStation 2? Which is out now in the timeline. <gasps> now this is what it's like when worlds collide! <laughs> Great soundtrack. I know We've said that a billion times. Anyway, uh, I wrote <laughs> thumbs ellipses point up? Question mark. Like the crowd, I'm bummed we didn't get an actual match to this. It was Lita brutalizing Trish, which was great to see after months of verbal abuse. And you know they're going to blow this match off well enough, but it lacked the match. So mm-hmm. I liked the angle, but we needed a match. So, eh. It is. It happened. It is what it is. <laughs> I just want to see them puppies. Where would Lita wear a thought? Who's to say yeah, she's not? <gasps> So we cut backstage to Team Guerrero in the locker room with Theodore Long. And Big Show's just hovering a towel over his body. I wonder his wiener's out. (laughs) So Teddy's like, I need to speak to Cena alone. And Big Show's like, didn't you need a towel? And John Cena's just like holding it disgustedly. Just like licking his lips going... "Mm." So, Teddy Long congrats Cena on a speedy recovery, and he says that he's ordering Carlito to defend the U.S. title against Cena on SmackDown. So, I'm looking forward to that match. I think we're going to have to do a special review just to see that match. Oops, forgot to write this in. More Ruthless Aggression podcast right after this break. 
Shrek 2, no? Donkey! Shrek 2 is on DVD, and there's never been a better time to own it. Dinner is served. Everybody dig in. Don't mind if I do, Lillian. It's the number one comedy of all time. It's easy to see where Fiona gets her good looks from. <laughs> Shrek's journey continues. <laughs> Pray for mercy from... A bullet. If we need an expert on licking ourselves, we'll give you a call. To a land far, far away. This is Fiona's choice. Yes, but she was supposed to choose the prince we picked out for her. And a time after Happily Ever oh. After. Ogres don't live happily ever after. Is that glitter on your lips? Cherry flavored. Want a taste? That is nasty. Critics say Shrek 2 is an animated classic even better than the Oscar-winning original. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and Antonio Banderas. Shrek? For you, baby, I could be. Shrek 2. Give me that bow. Donkey, you're a stallion, baby! The story continues. Now's the perfect time to complete your collection. I took some magic potion. Now I'm sexy. <laughs> Thanksgiving, before you stuff it, baste it, and serve it, someone very special wants to show you how to carve it all up. <laughs> I am Chucky, and I dig it! Seed of Chucky. That's my boy. Rated R. Starts November 12th at theaters everywhere. WWE title match as John Bradshaw Leafield takes on Booker T. This feud begins when Orlando Jordan approached Booker T on SmackDown one week backstage and gave him praise and said, Hey, Booker T, why don't you give us one of those five times, five times, five times? And Booker T takes exception to this. He says, I ain't your dog. And I ain't take and I don't take orders from Aaron boys. This this seemingly turned Booker T into a babyface. A couple weeks later, Booker takes exception with Teddy Long booking him into a tag match. Booker no longer wants to wrestle tag matches, and Teddy convinces him that ultimately this will put shine on Booker T, so he convinces him to partake in a tag match. It's a six-man tag. with uh, He's teaming with RVD and Mysterio versus JBL, Orlando Jordan, and... Uh, somebody else, I forget at this point. A whole bunch of other people. JBL approaches Booker backstage in an attempt to win him over, and Booker relates that the two, both Texas boys, turned big-time wrestlers, except, well, JBL, 
became champ and moved to New York. And he even has his own houseboy, alluding to Orlando Jordan, to which they both took umbrage. JBL's like, hey, you can't say that, Booker T. And Booker says, I'm just playing, and walks away. So during a Champions Showcase match, here we go, here are the people, uh, we got Rene Dupree, wait a minute, wait a minute, we almost, until that reference, went a full episode without any French wrestlers. Almost. Wow, I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) kidding. Wow, thank goodness, no law resistance on this episode, finally. Mm, Wait till I get to Mm. my review. Mm. And uh, JBL... Uh, Dupree, uh, Kenzo, Suzuki, Hirohito, and JBL taking on RVD, Mysterio, and Booker T. And we see Booker T and JBL come face-to-face towards the end of the match. Booker tells JBL to hit a clothesline on Ray while Booker holds Ray. But as JBL is lining up the move, Booker throws Ray out of harm's way and nails JBL with a kick. And he starts Ah. cleaning house, anything that by George moves, and hits a scissors kick on JBL and pins him clean as a sheet. I was in actual disbelief. I I don't remember this happening. And this made Booker T look like a top star. And they claimed that this was the first time since WrestleMania 20 that JBL had been cleaned, or cleaned, uh, had been pinned, but that's not true because he was pinned by Too Cool in a match on SmackDown after that. And after that, he turned into JBL. So I just thought I should say that. We then get hit with a curveball in this story. One week on SmackDown, Josh Matthews is interviewing Orlando Jordan and JBL when they continually Mm. disrespect Josh Matthews. And Josh Mm. finally says, enough. I'm tired of y'all bullying me. And from here, we see Josh Matthews inserted in the feud. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who asked for this? He's like. Booker T's like, oh, he's got a point. You are a little bitch. <laughs> Everybody bullies him. <laughs> oh, gosh. And not only does he team up with Booker T one week, he goes one-on-one with Orlando Jordan and wins both matches. Let's <gasps> go. I've said this before, <laughs> but this is truly the year of the announcer. You got Jonathan Coachman regularly wrestling on Raw, and then you got Josh Matthews now on SmackDown. Can Booker T channel the energy of Josh Matthews and win the title? So they get a slugfest going on early in the match. Booker blocks a hip toss and hits a clothesline, followed by a standing back kick. Neckbreaker by JBL, followed by a forearm to the back. Booker with a spagango. I poke by JBL on the floor. He tosses Booker over the announce table. Booker trips him up on the table, and Orlando Jordan hits a cheap clothesline on Booker T. It actually looked like Booker was like looking for him to initiate the spot, but and he was like, "Oh yeah, right," and then clotheslines him. Get over here and hit me, sucker! So a little weird interaction there. We get a knee to the ribs by JBL. I bet JBL would like a slab of ribs. Look a little chunky. All I could really notice on JBL was like his his man boobs, which, <laughs> and I say that a little chunky. I, I'm not body shaming JBL, but it, I say that to say, uh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I say that to say, uh, how's it feel? Back in the day, my uh, 
my sister was watching wrestling with me and uh, JBL was on, this is like 2009. So JBL's like, you know, in the twilight of his in-ring career. And he's just more out of shape then than he was here. Uh, and so his like man boobs were like jiggling all over the place. And she goes, Ugh, more like JBL, more like FBB, flabby boob boy. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot it. So it's, I'll, I'll call him flabby boob boy from time to time. <laughs> I know. Whenever JBL transitioned from uh, Bradshaw to JBL, it's like he just got like real dad bought it out. Whenever you transition from a woman to a man. <laughs> I think he was that way to begin with, though. He just wore long britches, so he didn't really. I guess it just he just hit it better. Yeah, I mean he was ne- he's never had a six pack or anything, unless it was a beer. unless you count a beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, boot to the face and elbow drops by JBL. It's good for two on the pin, and the crowd isn't really into the match as JBL is on the offense here. <laughs> Weird, why? JBL goes to the top for nothing, so Booker cuts him off with a superplex, which looked pretty cool. Both guys go down for a bit until JBL sends Booker out of the ring. Orlando Jordan gets some punches in because he's a he's a boxer, darn it. But, but Booker stops him by sending him into the ring post. JBL goes after Booker, and Booker hits a bookend on JBL on the floor. Super kick by Booker to Jordan on the floor. Booker goes back in the ring to break the 10 count and sends Jordan into the barricade. Booker sends JBL into the steps at ringside. And Booker hits a scissors kick on Jordan on the floor. Booker rolls JBL in the ring and Booker goes up top and connects with a missile drop kick, which looks amazing. JBL even does a backflip to sell it well. So props to JBL. Booker with a sidewalk slam. Jordan distracts Booker, which allows JBL to move out of the way of a Houston, or excuse me, Harlem hangover. Which, man, Booker is pulling out all the stops in this match. Mm-hmm. JBL gets a two count as the crowd continues to be pretty quiet for this match, unfortunately. Booker counters a headlock with a back suplex. Spin kick by Booker and a bicycle kick for a two count. Jordan trips up Booker as he runs the ropes while referee Nick Patrick was looking basically at him. And it's funny, it's subtle things like this where I didn't watch WCW, but Nick Patrick was like one of those referees on my list because I felt like he let a lot of nefarious things go. He was the heel ref. Exactly. I didn't know that until years later. And then I'm like, that makes sense. So I thought that was kind of funny. Made me think of that. Uh, JBL hits a DDT for a two count. Uh, Booker whips JBL into the corner, leading to JBL crushing the ref in the corner. Jordan jumps in the ring to knock Booker down. Jordan grabs a chair, but (laughs) here comes Josh Matthews. (laughs) Of course. How weirded out were you guys at this? It's like, uh, this this is what every feud needs, this freaking dork to come down to the ring. So Josh Matthews, he runs out and knocks Jordan off the apron. And JPL, he crushes Josh Matthews with a big boot. I, I laughed so hard at that. I know that was stiff. Like, it just had that to have been. Boof. And like, then... Now, now Josh, I'm going to kick you, okay? Be ready for it when it comes. 
and then a huge clothesline. He like knocked his head off, man. That was brutal. Booker comes back with a jumping sidekick on JBL. Then Booker knocks Jordan off the apron, and JBL nails a scissors kick, but the referee... Oh, excuse me. Uh, for the two count, as Charles Robinson runs down to the ring, Jordan pulls Robinson out of the ring to break up the count. Jordan in the ring, and Booker hits a bookend to take him down. JBL has the title in his hands, so he hits Booker in the head with it, and referee Nick Patrick wakes up to count the three. JBL retains. I'll go first here and I'm going to say thumbs in the middle and this match made me realize how much I love Booker T and believed in him being a world champion and I also in the minority love JBL as heel champion and I don't think he's miscast at all the issue with this match comes down to a clash of styles in my opinion JBL is huge like he is a big man but he's trying to move around like he's 50 pounds lighter than he actually is and he just can't. Because of Booker's athleticism. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Booker's the big guy. Booker's not small, but he, he's, he's like smaller. Six, six. He's smaller mass wise in comparison to JBL. But JBL's chunkier, so it, it is what it is. I, I don't the ma- One's got the mass, one's got the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gunn's in this match, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what the answer should be, but I feel like they ultimately underperformed together. Not taking anything away from Booker because I thought he was very good in this match, but maybe chalk it up to JBL's rookiness as a main eventer and lack of working with other styles. I don't know. What'd you What'd you guys think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, some I, guys just don't work together. I was going to say, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't know something about it. Like, I, I, it's like individually, you know, they have little bits that are fine, especially like Booker T, because you know, I love Booker T. I just want the world for him. But I don't know. It didn't. It didn't necessarily click entirely. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Some about the. Some about seeing Booker T lose again. It just makes me kind of sad. <laughs> it's like I want so much better for you. You're so good. I, I always had Booker T's bag, but it's like. <sighs> He's got. Know? There's definitely a ceiling for Booker T. It feels like. I, just, I don't know. It's like I don't know. I've, knowing his career. You know, he didn't become like super mega champion and then like watching it all happen again with the power of like hindsight and knowing what's to come. It's just like, man, did Vince just not see it in him? I don't get it, man. It's because he's black. (gasps) No, (laughs) I don't know. That's what he saw in him. (laughs) (laughs) On him. More or less. Um, yeah, like this match was okay. Um, like you said, you know, some guys maybe just don't work well together. And I think the crowd was really down from the last couple things they'd seen. And so this match suffered because of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I like, like you guys are both, I like both guys. I like both guys in the roles that they're in, but there's just something that didn't quite do it for me in this match. So thumbs, thumbs middle. So we cut backstage to evolution. Evolution is a mystery. And they talk about how they're going to run Raw after they win tonight. And so they're going to leave. And as, uh, you know, Triple H, he walks away. As Rick is walking away, Batista turns around and and he says, I can't wait for my week to run Raw. Oh. And it's a little awkward. 
But and I I can't remember if it was this show or an episode of Raw. Triple H leaves the locker room, and he left his world title there. And Batista holds it up and looks at it, and that's the first in this long like slow burn to their feud at WrestleMania that you, that we get the the hints that there is dissension in the ranks. So it's really cool. And I I said this earlier in the show. I don't know what it is. Batista visually looks different. He looks like Star Batista, and before that, he's just looked like you know Lackey Batista, a guy. I don't know what changed. Like nothing has changed on him, but he looks different. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. I don't know what it is. I guess he got older. I <laughs> I don't know. He aged four years overnight. Well, with that being said, it's now time for the <laughs> main event of the evening. <laughs> Tonight, the inmates are running the asylum. Since Eric Bischoff has given himself the night off, I have taken it upon myself to name Evolution as running the show. It's because there is strength in numbers, and whether you like it or not, might makes right. Oh, wait, 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 look out. Triple H said there was strength in numbers. I see some numbers right there. Oh, I know. You can feel it, can't you? You can feel some kind of anti-evolution movement growing here tonight. Jericho, Benoit, and Maven to face Triple H, Batista, Edge, and Snitch. And what about the stipulation? Whichever team wins, each member will have their own week to control Raw. I've never been much of a team player. So when we win a Survivor Series, when it's my turn to run Raw, I'm coming for your world title. But I saw what Snitsky said. He was wrong. It's not going to be Snitsky coming for you. It's going to be It's going to be It's going to be Do you believe those ingrates? You need to have a talk with the two of them and straighten this out before I go off on somebody. I see problems on Triple H's team, JR. A lot of agendas for Triple H to try to pull together. Are you ugly? A liar like me? Money, it's no cure. A sickness so pure Are you like me? Are you ugly?
Series is going to win absolute control. control. Drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. And if a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chandon and I'm all the best weed cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some nice See these ice cubes. Well, I go buy the bitches, survivor shoes, elimination bags. <laughs> Who, who's in it, Kylie boy? I don't know. Some wrestlers or something? <laughs> no. Anyways, it's your Raw Survivor Series elimination match featuring Team Orton, consisting of Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and M M M Maven. And then there's Team Triple H, consisting of Triple H, Bautista, Edge, Gene Snitsky. And also Ric Flair makes an appearance. He, he's there because he, he can't be part of, uh, of Team Triple H. And I can't remember exactly. I can't, uh, Levi, help me out. Which week was it that uh, they revealed that Ric Flair would not be part of the match? Oh, I don't know what week it was, but it was early on. Rick's like, you forgot uh, my name, Eric Bischoff. He's like, no, I didn't. I want to win, you old fart. <laughs> who wants to All win? Right, so, who wants to win? All right, so we're so everything on Raw starts off because of basically what happened on Taboo Tuesday. Um, that whole inmates run the asylum thing. Um, Eric Bischoff is going to take a leave of absence eventually. Like he keeps he keeps telling people like, "All right, I'm leaving." Next week on Raw, Eric Bischoff will announce a match, and you know. But for now, he's here with a stupid hat and a bad dye job to tell everyone how important he is and why he's needed. Um, so, so what happens when he leaves and lets the inmates run the asylum? Well, Triple H goes all American abolitionist and is like, well, might makes right, and there's so many people in evolution. We're the most powerful group on Raw. And so time to give the old helicopter Rick exactly what he wants, and he wants Randy Orton. And, and Rick, Rick lets everybody know just how lucky Randy Orton was. And, and, and Levi... Do you think you could give us a sample of what that sounded like when uh, when Ric Flair told Randy Orton he was lucky that he won? You're lucky that you won. I would die. Thank you. So they make a match that night for, for Rick and Randy, and if Ric Flair wins the match that night, Randy Orton can never challenge Triple H for the world's heavyweight no! title again. No! So, you know, I mean, of course, of course, Triple H cheats and Randy loses, but I mean, we'll get to that. Um, we see Team Orton kind of start to form, though, when Evolution goes to, to pick on Chris Jericho backstage, and all of a sudden, Chris Benoit shows up, and everybody's like, oh, snap, those are two tough guys. And then Maven shows up, and everybody's like, "Who else is here?" And fortunately, like 
Tajiri shows up and some other people show up because that's when evolution realizes that there's more ants than hoppers and they got to hit the road. So Maven is trying really, really hard to get people to care about him. And so he's like, I want a match with Dave Batista. And then Dave Batista's like, it's all about evolution. We're going to have a match. I'm like, okay, okay. why'd you come out here to argue with him? So Evolution's not really connecting. They're not getting along. Maven gets the uh, random-ass roll-up on, on Dave, and he random. goes flying out of the ring. Yeah, it was pretty random. Um, nobody cared. Everybody farted at it. Um, he runs away, and Evolution's about to, to beat him up, and then the Canadian Chris's show up, and they're like, yeah, you can't beat him up. He's with us. And so they, they back off again. Like Evolution is the most half-stepping group ever. They're like, we're so tough and we're so badass until literally anyone shows up. So uh, back to the the match with with Randy and Rick. Uh, I mean, they were they were doing a really good match for a while, and then here comes one of those uh, Triple H's specials, the the Dusty Finish, uh, where pretty much everyone in the world came down to the ring. Team Evolution and Team Orton's fighting. There, everybody, and then. Everyone gets knocked out, and Triple H is left in the ring to get to eat basically everyone's finisher in the world. Like the Dalai Lama comes out and hits the Enlightenment driver, then they kick him to Randy Orton, who hits the RKO, and it's a everybody goes home happy. And then next week after that, Triple H is like, "Oh, everyone was mean. You, if you're mean to me, I'm not gonna come back." That's just terrible," <laughs> said so. <laughs> they just keep the like this whole this whole thing is like you guys. Is Triple H important? Is he not important? Well, if he doesn't have the championship, he's not going to be important to anyone. So he comes back after a week of being being gone, and Eric Bischoff says, I'm going to take your title away if you beat me up. And Triple H is like, no one can beat me. So, yeah, it's just... I feel like they rushed it, and because there's so much more story here that can happen with, with this whole Randy Orton versus Triple H thing. I just feel like they tried to cram too much between Taboo Tuesday and and um, Survivor Series. Like, keep in mind, all this stuff that I'm saying happened in the span of, like, three weeks. Which is ridiculous. That there's this much happening. And this is well, they were coming off Taboo story. Tuesday. Right. <laughs> and, like, the... The craziest part about it is I mentioned that Edge is kind of involved in everything right now because they had to find a way to split Benoit and Edge. They're just like, oh, you guys who are tag team championships, uh, you guys aren't friends anymore. And then La Resistance wins the tag team championship when Edge just jumps off the side of the the ring and is like, all right, I'm out of here. And then goes in and lays the the mother of all beatdowns on Chris Benoit and makes him tap in the middle of the ring for like two minutes and just, like, completely neuters Chris Benoit, who then shows up the next week and is like, I'm here to kick everyone's ass. It's just... <laughs> this whole thing is, is like, confusing, and, and it's all about Randy versus Triple H, but there's so many, like, outside players involved, like Gene Snitsky's wanting a, a shot at the title, apparently, because of what he's doing, and, and Dave Batista wants a shot at the title, but also Randy Orton wants a shot at the title. It's like... Ah... Uh, Everybody's coming for my spot. Everybody's coming for my spot. But so, like, right before the pay-per-view, Edge and Benoit are having a grudge match, and it's starting to go Benoit's way, and then Evolution grabs the ref and starts kicking Benoit's ass, and there's a big fight. 
The heels are all mad at each other, and they're like, oh, you know, watch out, you know, I'm going to win the title from you. And then, yeah, the heels uh, heels get their butts kicked, faces play King of the Mountain, and then we, we go dark, and you got to watch the six days, folks, at the Survival Series. And that pretty much brings us to now. Two things I want to bring up here before the match start is Edge has his new theme. Well, at the time, new, but still has it to this day. So what I need now is Kyle. I need you to sing Edge's theme as a fat guy. <laughs> God. <sighs> you think you know me. Oh my god, I feel fat. Oh dang, you couldn't get to the the chorus. No, it's too fast for him to sing. I was I was so fat I cannot sing. (laughs) Should have been fat on a Sunday morning. (laughs) <laughs> hey, that was good. I was hoping for the the intro. Good thing you know me. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but uh, thank you, sir. And what the heck was Randy Orton wearing? <laughs> that is some horrible, bad. horrible trunks, man. Like, geez, I, I guess maybe I'm just too accustomed to to the you know little tattoo design. On his trunks, just say Orton yeah. on him. But this looked like something like Goldberg would wear in 2000 or something. I don't know. I think it was cool. It's horrible. I didn't like it. Goldberg. And I, isn't gosh, I, I guess I, 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 I seem to remember liking Babyface Orton with the gold everything and the hey, say. Yeah. But uh, man, this ain't doing it for me. <laughs> As a grown man. Uh, oh, man, you don't like their Andy Orton theme? That's not what I'm saying. I love that theme. I don't oh, like okay. his character. I think we hit babyface on him way too fast. Perhaps. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of meat on this bone. Mm-hmm. So, And I know he won't be babyface for long, but it, just him like waving his arms all over the place and like, hey, let's go, guys. Like Something's wrong. Something's wrong with it. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think he's doing okay, or like like you said, I think we went a little early, but you know, I I think we're going in the right direction because I'm so tired of Triple H being the champion. Yeah, I, I guess just to see somebody kind of going over Triple H, like I don't care <laughs> at this point. Like I, I'll take it. I like you, Randy. I love you, Randy. All right, let's get into the match. Ooh, action! So, no sign of Maven as we get ready for this match. So, it looks like it's going to be four on three. And a sigh of relief echoes through the crowd. (laughs) Dang. Uh, uh, Benoit, he starts with Edge. Orton faces off with Snotskers. Jericho (laughs) tags in and Snitties hit him with a clothesline. You want to see my Snitties? Bull snit. (laughs) Cut the bull snit. Pull your Snitskies out. (laughs) <laughs> That's what Heidenreich said. <laughs> I like what you do with your Snitskies. Triple H. Triple H got in and he eats a back elbow from Jericho or a Judas effect. Oh, 
I'm a cur, I'm a cur, I'm a cur. JR, why are you singing along? <laughs> Running knee to the face by oh, Triple man. H to Orton. Batista tags in with a power slam on Orton. Edge tags in with a drop kick on Randy Orton. Clothesline by Orton takes down Edge, leading to Benoit tagging in. Benoit took, takes out all the heels with super, or excuse me, suplexes, including three German suplexes on a row on Triple H. And Benoit actually suplexes Edge onto Triple H. I like that spot. Benoit up top, he hits a double headbutt on Triple H and Edge. But it's only good for two, as Snitsky makes the, st- makes the save. Benoit hits a sharpshooter on Triple H, with Snitsky making the save for Triple H again. Benoit hits the crossface on Edge, with Batista making the save with a forearm shot. And Triple H capitalizes with a pedigree. Edge covers Benoit for the pin. So Chris Benoit Oof. is eliminated. And geez, man, Chris Benoit, how fast have you fallen? For real, Like, man. you're still like a valid threat, but you're the first guy eliminated, and you were world champion this year? You're man. eliminated before Maven even got to the match. Mm-hmm. Man, so what are we doing with Benoit? Nothing. What can you do when you want to centralize your show around Triple H? Like, geez. And you're building up oh, other man. baby faces. Like, yeah, you just fall it's to the wayside. Perennial McMahon problem. It's like the crowd is into somebody and you're like, but that's not who I'm into. <laughs> yeah, you split your show into two and you still can't find reasonable booking for everybody. Real. Stinky. Stinky old man. So that's weak. Uh, Ed, she tags out to Snitsky and Triple H. Uh, they're arguing about who got the tag. Yeah, uh, that confused me a little bit. Did he just smack both hands? I, I didn't even see it. I was just like, oh. Yes, yes, same. <laughs> That's a tag. I'm like, well, wait a minute. And they actually entered in simultaneously. It looked like a like an animation. It was kind of funny. And they're uh, like, you want to do a kiss off? Snitsky's ready to kiss every man on the roster. <laughs> Snitsky, he shoves Triple H down, and Batista goes nose to nose with him. So now we have uh, dissension amongst this tag team because everybody wants to take that world title. So Orton knocks down Batista and Snitsky. We get a face buster by Chris Jericho on Triple H. Flair holds Jericho's leg when he tries a line salt. And the ref sees it, so he sends Flair to the back. Thank goodness. No no more shenanigans. <laughs> he sends him to the back, and then he comes back, and then he goes back. That's, you know, honestly. But he's back. <laughs> it's weird. Every big match in this year has been, like, interference by evolution. And it's been so annoying. And I think what makes it worse is that the same thing's happening on SmackDown. I mean, you saw it in JBL and Booker T. Orlando Jordan mm-hmm. played the role of Ric Flair, and it's freaking annoying. Like I'm just I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over shenanigans. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like they put shenanigans to draw out feuds, but then like the feuds end up just kind of changing. It's like nothing ever really gets fully solved. I feel. <laughs> nope. With these bigger feuds. Batista nails a running shoulder tackle on Orton and Jericho. We get a spine buster by Batista on Jericho. Horton grabs the world title and hits Batista in the head with it while the ref wasn't looking. Jericho with an enziguri kick, which was a finishing move for him at the time, to Batista. Pinfall. Batista is eliminated by Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho hits a drop kick on Edge that sends him crashing onto Snitsky on the floor. 
Batista closed the line on Jericho when he wasn't looking, and Batista finally leaves, so that's like his parting shot. Snitsky hits a spagingo. Oh, it's number three. Jeez, this is a dangerous show. People be dying. Edge gets in a kick, but Chris Jericho comes back with a modified neck breaker. Snitsky, he goes back in for his team and tosses Orton out of the ring while he works on Jericho. Triple H and Edge double-team Orton on the floor. Jericho hits a DDT on Snitsky to take him down. And here comes Maven. He's got all <laughs> bunch of dry blood on him. and Yeah, he stumbles his <laughs> way to the ring. Bad he, looking. Oh, it looks so bad. And he is a house of fire. Uh, Maven he hits a flying forearm smash on Snitsky, followed by punches. Maven dumps Edge over the top and a back elbow to Triple H, followed by a bulldog off the ropes. And Snitsky was had a huge gash on his left eye. Yeah, what what, what happened there? I don't even know. Like I'm like, how did he start bleeding so badly? Like at first, I thought he was he bladed or something, but then like it looks nasty. I'm just wondering yeah, how the hell he weird. got it. I think he just hit something just wrong, man. Caught an eyelet on somebody's boot. What an idiot! <clears throat> Maven turns around and Snitsky hits him <laughs> on the head with a chair. And this eliminates Snitsky uh, by disqualification. What a a moron. What a moran. After after being eliminated, Snitsky hits Jericho with a chair to the back as well, and he hits Orton as well. So Snitsky, he's gone. Triple H covers Maven, and now Maven is eliminated. So much for that. Yay! Everybody's happy. Yay, Maven. Why do you hate Maven, Maven. so much? He's cool. Because he's Come on. no, he's not. <laughs> he's not cool. I I like him. I guess the question is, why do I like him so much? That's the question. Because he was on the surreal life with the with the the mom. So he went from one reality show to another. Who cares? Dang, he really did though. But the mom from the Brady Bunch uh, talked him out of wrestling. I remember that. Why? She was like, it's not a good career. And actually, actually, I uh, I brought that up on his, I follow him on Instagram. And he had, uh, he made a post about the surreal life. And I brought that up and he confirmed that, yeah, that's why I stopped. So <laughs> that's crazy. I really uh, want, I, don't know. I really want to allude to this, but I guess I won't be able to, uh, <clears throat> next time folks. Anyway, back to the match. Um, uh, it's Orton and Jericho on one team for Team Orton versus Edge and Triple H on Team Triple H. Jericho kicks out of a pinfall attempt from Edge. Jericho with a spugingo. Oh, four. On Triple H. Edge capitalizes on that spirit of Jericho to eliminate him. So Chris Jericho has been eliminated. Orton is the lone member of his team. So, back suplex on Edge from Orton. Triple H gets his chance with a DDT. Edge was back in, and he gets met with a power slam from Orton, one of the best to do it. Yep. A drop kick from Orton on Edge leads to Triple H bumping in the floor. Orton punches Edge, so Triple H goes back in with a spine buster. Triple H picks up Orton, and Edge misses the spear as Orton moves. He has speared Triple H. Yay. Oh, no. Edge turns around and he gets a good old RKO, and that means he's eliminated. 
So it's, it's down to Orton and Triple H. This is why we're here. Oh, yeah. So Triple H hits a low blow on Orton. This sets up for the pedigree, but Orton slips out and hits an RKO out of nowhere for the pin <gasps> in the win in 24 minutes, 31 seconds. Soul <clears throat> survivor, Randy Orton. <laughs> Jake, what did you think about this match? I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I, you know, when they got down to the the odd man option thing without it being clunky, I liked the two on one. They got into it quick. They got out of it quick. I liked it. Good stuff. Thumbs up. Yeah, same. I thought it was really tight, really fun. All the stories they're telling, a okay. Like not a crap ton of just jank interference and just I don't know, just seeing uh Randy Orton go over old Nipple H clean <laughs> was it just felt good. The so, crowd yeah. liked it too. Thumbs crowd up. Popped. And I gotta say, like, I don't know if it's just me, but is is Triple H slimmed down a little bit? A little bit. Little but bit. that's because he has a role in a movie. Do, do you oh. remember the movie? Is it Blade Three? Blade Trinity. Um, yeah. Which uh, I think people crapped on, if I remember correctly. I, I've never seen it. I probably uh, didn't get enough nose time. <laughs> uh, but I will say thumbs up as well. I think it started out just a little slow, but by the end, man, everybody was into that match. So, yeah, thumbs up. What more can you say? Hell yeah, yeah. What can I say? And that was Survivor Series 2004. Definitely one of the better shows of this year. Uh, I don't think it's super spectacular, you know, extraordinary, like WrestleMania or something, but uh, I thought it was great, man. In a year that has been lacking in quality pay-per-views, I liked it. What did you guys think about the show overall? Yeah, uh, I I agree, yeah. 2004 has been a grind. Like, I can't even remember the last decent pay-per-view we had. Did I have something that's, hey, pretty good? It just felt so refreshing. <laughs> just so nice. So, like, I don't know. I, I, my suggestion would be not to watch 2004. But if... <laughs> so That's far, great life if, you have to watch, if you have to watch anything from it, you know, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Survivor Series. So, you know, for the year, thumbs up. Yeah, I think this is actually... I mean, it's it's... Any other year would probably be a thumbs middle show, but because mm-hmm. this year has been surrounded by so much dookie, this is this gets a thumbs up. So that was Survivor Series 2004. Please join us next time as we'll be reviewing Armageddon 2004. The end is almost here. We can put 2004 behind us. It's the last episode of season three. We finally are almost there we're not quite there yet still got to watch all that stuff and then review it but we're almost there and jake what can we expect from armageddon 2004 oh we've got a packed show with nine matches mm-hmm. nine of them uh opening with uh renee dupree and kenzo suzuki no! defending the tag team championship against rvd and Rey mysterio Oh, or pardon me, the other way it. around. The other way around. It's Ray and Rob defending against Renee and Kenzo. Here, here. Oh. Um, we have Kurt Angle against Santa Claus. <laughs> Wait, what? Kurt Angle against Santa Claus? I heard you. Yeah, the next, 
It's gonna be in December, so it's like yeah. big show. In the Dixie in a Dixie dog fight, we've got Daniel Pewter against Mike Mizanin. No thanks. In a match that happened, the Basham brothers will be going up against the hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas. Oh my god. Uh, I'm dreading this already. We've got yeah. a street fight between Juan Cena and Jesus. Oh man. For the United States Championship. Um, I don't expect Jesus to be good at all. <laughs> <laughs> We've got double duty for Charlie Haas. How, how lucky are we? Uh, Don Marie going up against Miss Jackie in a singles match with Charlie Haas, a special guest referee. <laughs> I might be able to see some puppies. <laughs> in a handicap match, the big show will face Kurt Angle, Mark Jindrak, and Luther Reigns. <laughs> Maybe Kurt Angle can save it. Please, Kurt. Spike Dudley defends his Cruiserweight Championship against Funaki. What? Why? <laughs> That's, like, if that was on a SmackDown, I'd be like, that eh, couldn't be too bad, but on a pay-per-view? That's your semi-main! In your main event, you have a fatal four-way for the WWE Championship. If the cabinet interferes, JBL will be stripped of the title, defending against Edward Guerrero, Booker T and The Undertaker. One match show. Yeah. One That's match show. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, sounds... Look forward to next time. That sounds brutal. But you know what? I love Armageddon. You know what I love about Armageddon? Is it's it our holiday it episode. And I hate so bad that I wasn't able to get it out for the Christmas season. I came so close, but just fell so behind next year levi next year i no we need to be cranking out these episodes faster but, them out, um, but gosh we thank you all for your support so please join us next time for our holiday armageddon no four episode i can't wait i hope you can't wait either and in the meantime if you can't get enough of that ruthless aggression podcast goodness you can follow us on social media of course twitter's the best place to follow us at twitter at ruthless pod at twitter at Twitter. No, don't, don't follow at Twitter. There's no need. Uh, follow us on TikTok at Ruthless Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Ruthless Aggression Podcast. And YouTube and Facebook, both the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Jake, where can they follow you? You guys, the easiest place to find me is at Crash Landis. That's where I'm probably the most unfiltered. I talk a lot of trash about sports, and I also talk a lot of trash about wrestling. Um, yeah, just find me there. It's the best place to find me. I'm also on my show with Alex and Jake. Uh, currently processing this week's episode, which will be out some point today, episode number 259, The Russian Pissing Tree. Uh, so yeah, we'll, be, we'll be talking about that. Uh, so check it out. You can find that at uh, badfacts.info. And uh, everywhere podcasts are available, just search my show with Alex and Jake. And Cal, what about you, baby? Where can we Hey guys, you can follow me at uh, coolkids.org. No, I'm just kidding. Cool, uh, you can follow me. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at RuthlessPodKyle. You know, that's just me being me. Just, uh, you know, liking, sharing, occasional live tweet wrestling shows, throwing out opinions and stuff. Just a casual fun time. Just hit me up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh. 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 You know, I gotta say, it's, we've had a serious lack of Jim Ross this episode. I think we've been pretty good. Pretty, pretty mature of us. Huh. Yeah, I think we. I think made... There's one one milk fingers reference. That's all I can think of. <laughs> um.
And of course, we want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com. If you want some extra content, follow us on patreon.com forward slash RAPod. And we thank our patrons. We want to thank um, Nate the Effin' Great, Mr. Fretz, Bipolar Llama, and ADTR210. Thank you, fellas. And be like them for some extra content. Or for some extra spend and change, you can get some extra content, bonus episodes, episodes never heard before, show notes, and much, much more. T-shirt, merch, all that sort of stuff. Follow us over there, patreon.com forward slash RAPod. And in the meantime, 04 is coming to an end. I can hear the voice of Ruben Stuttered fade into the background. <laughs> he tried. How do we know he would... He was talking about the WWE. I was about I to say, yeah. Sorry he was warning us. Before. He was warning us the entire time. But our AirPods were in and we couldn't hear. <laughs> um, but yeah, 2004 is coming to an end. We have Armageddon 04 to look forward to. And then our best of uh, season three episode, also dubbed as the Aggression Awards. Can't wait to do that again. And Aggressies. The Aggressies. <laughs> and then we are heading into 05. So, uh, oh, it's gonna, oh, I yeah. can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Ugh. Man, we got oh, a lot to look forward to. WrestleMania 21, yeah, ECW One Night Stand, Hogan versus HBK. So much to look forward to, but we're not there oh, yet. Hell yeah. We're still in season three. We're still in WWE hell. WWE. But in the meantime, this has been the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. I'm Levi. I am Kyle. I'm Jake, baby. Reminding you to. Stay ruthless.